0: guardians and welcome to the destiny show podcast i am your host cornholio and tonight we have a very special episode for you we welcome the ultimate iron lord he is the master of podcast introductions with smooth vibes and he is the ultimate creator of podcast greatness he is the host of the iron lords podcast and the co-host of the last word podcast he is also the CEO of the Lords Gaming Network, and he is the ultimate Destiny fan, Warlock main, and one of the most respected guardians in our community. We're so excited to welcome on the show Lord Cognito. Thank you so much, my friend, for joining us tonight. Yeah
1: that introduction it it feels good to be introduced (laughs) thank you so much man thank you so much Goholio. thank you so much shadow price man absolute pleasure to be here man destiny is alive and rocking you know when i got the invite from you guys i could not wait to be here you know talk what's going on in in the world of destiny and just 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 just, it's a great time man it's a great time so thank you for having me i'm super pumped super excited let's get rocking man
0: Yeah, and thank you so much for joining us tonight and for being on the show with us tonight. And we're going to put you on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians. We're going to learn much more about you in ways that maybe Guardians never Mm -hmm. have before. We'll see. We're going to find out. But before we Mm -hmm. dive in, we have some other things to talk about. First off, I want to welcome my co-host, Shadow Price. How are you doing tonight, my friend?
2: I'm doing a lot better now. <laughs> Let me tell you. You're doing uh, a lot better.
0: And why are you doing a lot better now?
2: I was a little nervous. Um, my son seemed to like uh get sick, contact some something. I don't know. He had a sore throat and coughing up a storm this weekend when he was here. And but you know, and then so he got a test done. You know, we 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 had to do it. It came back negative, so that was good. The only problem is he got a sauce, he got me sick and his his uh my my daughter's sick sisters so i've been coughing i've been sneezing and stuff and yes i went and got a test done yesterday too and i got my results back in nice it's negative so nice yeah i'm super happy about that like this is like uh a weight off my shoulders a lot of of stress relief right there I,
1: i can relate yeah
2: i mean i i had a feeling i didn't have it because i didn't have those really Telltale signs. I could taste everything I ate. So I mean, it was mm-hmm. just like you know, it was just kind of Absolutely. the anticipation of it all. But I'm ready. I'm done with all that. I'm ready to like talk some destiny with Lord Tagito <laughs> and Cornholio. So yeah, we've had we had a pretty awesome week. Mm-hmm. You know, uh it's got some really uh, fire trailers this week. Did we? And yeah, ready to break okay. it all down
0: so much to talk about and i'm glad you're okay my friend i'm glad that you are going to be well and that you're going to get better and that it's not COVID. so that's really good to hear and we literally Mm -hmm. just found out like minutes ago Mm -hmm. so that's just minutes before the
2: podcast started just
0: minutes before the show and Mm -hmm. tonight on the destiny show where we'll be discussing some really interesting things We're going to discuss the new Beyond Light upgrades and the trailer that just came out. We'll be talking about the latest news from Bungie, including mod changes that we can expect. And we learned a little bit more about that introductory quest that New Guardians will be playing on November 10th. And of course, we're going to put Lord Cognito on the hot seat. But before we do, we have some news from the world of gaming. A lot of things have been happening. We have PlayStation 5 getting torn Mm -hmm. down, and we have some more information about what's inside. Shadow Price, do you want to share what you learned?
2: Yeah, um, we got to see the teardown from lead Mm -hmm. engineer of the PlayStation 5. He basically showed us uh, how to disassemble it, where to put the SSD when you wanna uh, put your own storage in, your own NVMe drive that, you know, we're gonna learn more about what Sony's gonna tell us, which ones are gonna be, you know, that are gonna work the best for it. Cause you're gonna need a really fast one. Cause it's got 5.5 gigabytes per second, write speed. And there's not, there's not too many in the market right now. So, yes. um, but they showed us the awesome yes. like innards. There's this like huge fan like, it's a double-sided fan. It's humongous. It looks like something out of a car. <laughs> <laughs> and then they pulled out this massive heat sink. Oh, my God. It's, like, one of the biggest heat sinks I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Um, and then they showed us the chip, uh, you know, the, the um, Zen 2, uh, our DNA architecture. It's uh, going to be cooled by liquid metal. So th- that's, that's going to allow to keep, keep the system cool, the liquid metal. the way it conducts it it's going to be able to handle those high temperatures that the cpu Mm -hmm. is going to emit so that sounds pretty advanced for 500 yeah they're losing money on this i think like up front because yeah it's there's some pretty high tech stuff in there yeah so
0: so it sounds like they probably fixed the issue they had with the cooling because before the playstation was announced there were rumors that there were some issues relating to yeah cool
2: and it, just because how high the how loud the fans were like my ps4 oh, pro yeah. it sounds like a freaking <laughs> a jet engines in there like oh, it's absolutely. about to take off and i every day when I'm, I'm playing
1: my ghost <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but- when I'm playing, uh, what's that game, Death Stranding on the PS4 Pro, oh, it sounds yeah. so loud. It's obnoxious. I literally have to turn <laughs> up my surround sound hey, so man. I don't hear the console. It's that bad. Yes. You know it's bad when you have to literally <laughs> crank up the volume sure on your sure surround indeed. sound. You, you <laughs> <ain't> lie. <laughs> yes. But we're only about a month away from the new new new. new, and i'm excited and speaking of the new new we have some more stuff to talk about the 3080 graphics cards are going to be a little bit more hard to get in 2020 according to the nvidia ceo thank you very (laughs) much sir thank you for letting us know that i will not be getting my it. card Fing unless fame. i go to a scalper
2: i i feel it i feel it's like you know forced scarcity or whatever they call that like i think they're doing mm. it on purpose just to like Are drive you up trying to, try to create that demand for the product <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i have a feeling I, I, that's what they're trying hey. to do i I think the CEO is
0: literally creating new accounts on eBay and he's just selling cards because he realized I can make more money this way than through stocks.
2: <laughs> well, well, that's what MSI is doing. Yeah. They, they apparently people that affiliated with MSI uh, got a whole bunch of those thirty-eighties and and
1: uh, were scalping them on eBay. Mm-mm-mm. Mm -mm -mm. so (laughs) it's come it's come down to this man you know with consoles and video video cards it's 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 a scarcity and everyone's rushing man to get the PR but I I feel for you Cornelio because I know a lot of people going through the same thing you know once the 3080 was announced we saw the performance that was you know and for that price value right such a good combination of price and performance And to, you know, to see people struggling with it, to find it is pretty tough. So I I feel your pain and hopefully they can uh, get some more allotments soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: hopefully soon. And I did get an order in from some obscure store. They sent me an email saying that pre-order is in and the graphics card will be in stock in November. We'll see. (laughs) I'm not gonna hold my breath. I'm not gonna get excited, but you know, maybe I might get a graphics card this November. If not, <laughs> I have some really generous friends. Thank you, Bob, for lending me your <laughs> 2080 graphics card. I i am hanging out with Cornholio.
1: He knows everybody. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. 2080. I, I need those. Damn. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: RTX 2080.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Let's go. <laughs> no, no.
0: And before we kick things off and invite Lord Cognito on the hot seat, there's one more thing, and that's the bungee store. Yep, I'm opening my wallet. There's more cool stuff to get on the bungee store that just came out. You can pre order. The Blade in the Dark poster by our good friend Gamma Trap. Amazing looking poster. I'm definitely going to have to pick that up. And there is a new jacket Mm. called the Guardian of the Last City. And I'm torn because I want this jacket. But a part of me thinks maybe I should wait until I see the raid jacket. Correct. Maybe I want that more. So I'm I'm a little torn, but, you know, if it was up to me <laughs> and not my wallet, I would have it all. But, you know, we gotta, we gotta vote. Gotta I got to vote. vote with my vote. wallet. Jacket looks sweet. <laughs> got to do it. They got to do it. So. I don't know. So I'm going to have to probably wait for the jacket and see what the raid jacket looks like. With nice. That poster. Mm, I'm going to have to pick that up. And. You can also get a new Mm -hmm. Prophecy Dungeon soundtrack for completing the Prophecy Mm -hmm. Dungeon during this season. Mm -hmm. So make sure to get that loot; Mm -hmm. It's free. It is free. And there's a bunch of other stuff that we don't have the time to talk about, including the hunter statue. I'm not going to talk about that. (laughs) The more I talk about that, the more I have to buy it. Yes, there's another hunter statue that... Oh
1: I'm going to have to spend God. $200 we're not going oh to
2: talk about that this week. We're not
1: talking about that. We're not talking about that. Oh, With the truth we're not going to talk about that. Since the past, and look, ooh, it's fine. Sorry, continue. <laughs> I'm rubbing Jeez. it in. I'm rubbing it in. Go. I know. Yeah. I, I can feel the Hunter love oozing out. <laughs>
0: I'm a hunter man, bro. I, I have to, but I spend so much money already, and I have to get a graphics card. Oh man, rip the dream. Shadow Price, are you gonna buy that jacket? um
2: No, I'm. I'm probably gonna wait for the see what the raid jacket will. Uh... He's gonna wait for the raid jacket. What about the hunter statue? I mean, not crazy. It looks cool, get the but statue? you know me, man. I'm a D1 guy. I, I want I want a D1 statue. <laughs> I want I want my shadow price. <laughs> okay.
1: Who oh, is the shadow price?
2: Uh, not, <laughs> not, that's the name. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: all coming together
2: now. <laughs> I'm telling you, if they make a replica shadow price, I'm going to get it.
1: <laughs> all you got to do is work for Bungie, man, and then, you know, put a little work and you get that. They give, they give you a little exotic or, a, or you know, a, a weapon of your choice. Just, just a little tenure. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. They have three jackets. I love it.
2: Yes. What? Yeah, they what? got a Guardian of the Last jackets. City jacket. They mm-hmm. got a Luna flight jacket. And mm-hmm. they got a First Light hybrid jacket. Yep.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Well, the one that I want is the Guardian of the City. That one yeah, looks that one really, look cool. really cool. It looks almost as good as oh, the other I'm jacket. so tempted. 150 yeah. That's how the Ray Jacket are. 150 and 50 bucks. Is it worth it? I
1: flight one is 180. Bucks. Let's see how much. <laughs> yeah, okay. 180. That's 180 right there. Mm-hmm. Watch. Oh,
0: Man. my God. And I already bought the collector's edition. <laughs> I can't afford it all. I can't do it. <clears throat> I can't. And I want mm-hmm. the pin set. Man. I want too much. Oh, I just want, I want one of those cups. I want spongy too-
2: those mugs. So. <laughs>
0: Oh, you, you can get a mug, but you're going to pay for yep. shipping.
2: And
0: it's, it's a lot of money for shipping.
2: The mug, practically. Let me tell you. Yeah.
0: It's probably the price of the mug. So I'm trying to see how much it would cost for this ray jacket if I were to order it mm-hmm. and have it shipped mm-hmm. to Florida. Drum roll, $11.69. Okay. That's not bad. Okay. okay. Well, okay. Um... Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to exit <laughs> out right now because uh, my, my wallet is going to thank me. And tonight on the Destiny show, we're going to put Lord Cognito it. on the seat. We're going to learn much more about Lord Cognito. We're going to learn about what he does in the Destiny community. We're going to learn much more about the Iron Lords and the Last Bird podcast and so much more. So Lord Cognito, it, I man. hope you're ready. All right. So the first question we have for you is Who is Lord Cognito? And how'd you get started? <laughs> Lord investing? Cognito.
1: Yeah, man. I'm a, I'm a gamer, man. Old school gamer. Um, gamer for a long time. And, you know, video games have always been synonymous. I always thank my dad for that. He's the one that got me like my first uh, console. And I'm sure show my age now was the ColecoVision. <laughs> and oh, man. Okay, so all right, we in that bracket. My man Shadow, sorry, twenty six hundred. Here we go. He, he talking my language, right? Sorry, young guys, but he is kind of bonding right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like so, I come from that, and you know, I, I also come from you know the the arcade. And um, I was a big Sega kid growing up. Uh, one of my first arcades that I really fell in love with this game called uh, Shinobi, the original one, the arcade version. I've spent so many quarters on that, and. Um, that's kind of like how my name is kind of, the whole ninja thing was a big ninja craze back in the 80s back in the day. So like that whole thing is kind of where the origin of my name comes from. But I, I love that game. And once I got old enough, I was just like, I'm gonna own it <laughs> kind of thing. I was able to get the arcade unit of Shinobi in my home. I still have it at um, the original arcade uh, jam aboard from a from an old distributor. But um, yeah, man, so I stood with gaming, you know, in my life pretty much. And then as far as Destiny is concerned, um, It's unique history because, you know, I was a Bungie fan, still am, and um, I first came across Halo when I had the uh, OG Xbox, and that game changed my life. Like, that was the game where I remember distinctly me and my friends buying tvs buying extra xboxes learning how to do minor networking with cat five cables and a you land party yeah, yeah get the land party going and, and yeah. it, i fell in love with it and it was the first time really the fps genre came to um to you know to a console the home console you know right. I, I really wasn't into pc gaming so that was my first experience and i was literally blown away so bungie always had a special place for me so When I heard the announcement, you know, fast forwarding that they were doing another, you know, another game, you know, you see the announcement for Destiny, you hear this amazing music by Marty McDonald, and I'm like, I'm in. I don't know what this game's about, but I'm in. And um, yeah, man, I I was originally part of the alpha or the Xbox and um, the beta, and I remember just loading it up and seeing that beautiful skybox you know, on The Traveler and, you know, back when we had Dinklebot, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just, I was just amazed at the potential of the game. And I'm like, wow, I think I think it hit me just being in the Cosmic Drone or, and, and just seeing another character walk by you. And I was just like, wow, that's another person. Like that, he's in my world, in my instance, that kind of a deal. And the gunplay, the gunplay. I mean, Bungie's just such masters when it comes to gunplay and unique feel and unique sound. And then you had this space magic, and it was just like, oh, man. like I just really fell in love with this whole thing. Now, full disclosure was <laughs> the game came out, and you know, I played it. Hey, don't get me wrong, like I went through the story, but once I beat the story mode, I was kind of left not satisfied. I was just like. Eh, okay. Not that I didn't have fun, but I'm playing it like a traditional game, not really anticipating anything else. So I kind of fell back from it. I was like a little disappointed. Like, eh, it didn't really live up to the expectation that I kind of built in my head. I had fun with it. There was some moments I had with it, but I felt it felt short. So I stopped playing the game and I was actually down on the game for a little bit right after that point. And a friend of mine, shout out to my boy Sinister, he was like, yo, you know, what level are you? I think I was like 26, 27. I think at that time to get to 30 was a big deal. You know, you had to get specific, um, you know, gear to get your light level up and stuff like that. So um, he's like, look, man, you got, you got to try this thing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I beat the game already. Like there's nothing else to do. Like I'm mad with him. And he's just like, no, you've got to do this raid thing. And I'm like, ah, so, you know, for a couple of days, he just, you know, he put me through the grind of, of, of doing nightfalls and getting my light level up. And he, you know, finally did my first raid. And it was the uh, vault of glass. When I did the vault of glass, that changed my life. Mm. That experience of six people together cooperative in a raid with mechanics with problem solving with jumping with platforming it was the most bonding experience I've ever had in a video game and to beat Atheon and to go through the you know jumping puzzle, just even the start of it just forming the spire I thought was amazing like all right you stand here you get that plate and the communication involved, and and I just I'll never forget that raid. I know a lot of people say you know it's nostalgia, and there is some. I'm not going to say there's not, but it was still a good raid, man. Just the idea of, especially the Atheon fight. I love the idea of two teams of three splitting up. You know, you're going through time. You know, Guardians make their own fate, and then the coming back together, getting into a platform for a powerful DPS fate. It felt very energizing it was something i never felt anything like that and when you you beat that boss you felt like you accomplished something so at that point there was nothing anybody could tell me about destiny destiny was my favorite game i was like did the raid changed my whole experience and outlook on, on the franchise for real
0: yeah no dude i totally agree with you on that i think i have the same feeling about the raid the very first raid i think is most special one because we didn't know what to expect we never played anything like this bungie never created something on such a massive mm-hmm. scale that takes so much coordination and so much mm-hmm. teamwork to accomplish something and to be honest with you playing a raid has been probably one of the most frustrating experiences oh, yeah. of my <laughs> life but also like once i actually complete mm-hmm. the raid it's one of the most fulfilling and one of the most rewarding yes. experiences. And it's not something I would ever expect to come yes. from a video game. Great
1: point. Great point. I think, I mean, a shout to my boy Frodo. I mean, I remember doing Taken King on um, Heart. And we couldn't, whoever, the teams I had, I we just couldn't do it. And we finally got a group together and, um, and my clan and we did it, man. And it's like, a brotherhood when you beat this like when you beat a, a challenging raid like that person it's like you went through vietnam together with somebody like that person's your brother because <laughs> you like you have to trust everyone has a role right and everyone has to trust in the other person to get it done and also be honest if they don't understand because we sometimes you get guys that's like oh yeah i know what i'm doing and they necessarily don't even myself i'm like hey can you repeat it again and then there's levels of frustration sometimes when things don't go right it's key moments in a raid where everyone needs a job and everyone needs to communicate but when it's done right and you beat that difficult challenge or whatever it may be it is truly exhilarating and like i said i remember after that raid i'm like dude you're in my clan. Like, I, I like this kid. Like he, I, I want to raid with this guy. Like he's good. You know what I'm saying? And same thing. People have come to me like, Hey, Cog, like you've really helped me, you know, you, you, you helped dra- drag me along and show me what to do. Uh, sometimes when the m- mistakes I see people make mistakes that I normally made. And when I first tried it and I try to, you know, talk them through it and point them out and not yell at people and be disrespectful. Cause no one wants to be the guy that's messing up the raid, Right. No one wants to be that guy. <laughs> so yeah. Nobody wants So I, I know how it feels when those you feel the glaring eyes and darkness has become you and you know that you know you're responsible <laughs> for the wife you know what I'm saying so it's like I, I get it and it, it, again it's like you said oil, like the bungee put it like in a console space there's nothing like it and I again no disrespect to WoW or any other game but a first person game with mechanics, with bosses, and, and then as they've evolved, they've gotten even more intricate with storyline. I, I love The Last Wish Raid, the way that, you know, transitions from the Dreaming City and things of that nature. It's just, it's so well done. And I've, I got an opportunity to speak to um, some of the raid designers at Bungie. Just, I always tell them, I'm like, man, you, you guys don't understand. Like, it kills me that so many in the community have not experienced the raid, still like they won't touch it, they're intimidated, you know, kind of thing, because I think it's a, it should be a mandatory experience at some point, whether we get it, you know, through some form of, um, you know, true matchmaking, you know what I'm saying? But I, I mean, I don't know how our guided games actually worked a little bit better, you know what I'm saying? But somehow I wish they could just find that happy medium where more people could get experience it because it, it's truly transformative. Totally agree, totally agree with yeah. all everything. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: On that note, do you think that the answer to making this a reality would be matchmaking? I'm
1: not there, but because I do understand with a six-person raid, the level of mechanics involved in communication is needed. So I think what they've, I think this is how I assess how they've looked at it. You know, I think dungeons kind of lean that way. You know, maybe if you want to put someone there in a matchmaking, but because get these these activities are so mechanic-based, you do need communication. But at the same time, we have to solve the problem of the, the, the new light or the new person in Destiny booting up the game and not experiencing it. And, and there has to be some trade-off. Now, whether it be... You know, LFG truly implemented in the game. You know, I know Guided Games was an attempt, but let's be real. You know, Guided Games has not been successful. I don't know really people that use it and the people that attempted to use it in the beginning would sit in the queue. So maybe maybe some type of tweak where if you use Guided Games instead of just sitting there, it's almost like you're in a queue. You can go about playing the game. And then when people actually queue up, it gives you a notification. Hey, we have five ready you know here's your request do you want you know they have to come up with a better way of onboarding it because like again we know resources for them to create a raid that's not easy it takes a lot of time and um, we've seen them pull back on the raid layers and stuff like that which I which I'm cool with you know I would rather the the full-fledged kind of kind of a raid but i i really it pains me man that that people are not when you look at the percentages, you look at it, you know, it pains you that people aren't getting the chance to play it. So we have to figure it out, man. I got Bungie, we got it. We got to sit down. We got to talk, man. We got to figure this thing out. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how the raids and the endgame content changes mm-hmm. with Beyond Light because we are getting a new raid that's been confirmed. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting how Bungie approaches seasonal content with end game activities that we'll be playing to further our our fantasy yes so lord cognito Mm -hmm. to go back to your projects yes
1: how did the last
0: word podcast get started
1: ah the last word well um yeah this was it's it's a fun story because um like i said i was getting so passionate for the game and remember i came from a a person that was slightly bashing the game to a person who became a staunch defender when anyone would like disrespect Destiny I'm like you didn't do the raid <laughs> like I became that guy like until you can't talk to me until you do the endgame content and, and it it just I, it was so funny like it really I became the defender of Destiny just organically so as that's going on and I remember it, Destiny Well, Destiny such a unique game because I remember periods those low points you know those um Always say after um, D1, the first DLC, we would say, "Well, the Crota was good, but th- there was always lulls. You always had those lulls in right D1 and stuff like that, King. where you know, had right no there. content. Right after the Taking King, there you go. Right after Taken right. King, even pre-Taking King, when there wasn't no raid, oh, yeah. and you know, House of Wolves was just solid, but you know, there, there were moments where it was shaky. And um, other games would come up, right? You know, Division One and Call of Duty. And all my other gamer friends are like, why are you still playing that game? That game's dead. Da-da-da-da. And I'm like, no, it's not dead. I'm fighting a the fight. I'm still having fun. So what ends up happening is, now to fast forward to last word, was that um I, I forgot how I came across it. But I found out about, at the time, it was called DestinyCon. I'm like, oh, this is a convention? for Destiny Flash, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I did a little research on it, whatever. And, you know, I'm I'm a gamer. I, I go to E3. I go to all these other type of conventions. And I'm like, look, I call myself one of the biggest Def- Destiny fans and defenders. And, and I love this game. And I'm like, how could I not go to a DestinyCon? Like, if I call myself a true Destiny how could I not? Right. So I just talked myself into it, and my friends know me. Like, I'm a, I'm a guy that I'll I go on a whim. I've like, gone to E3 by myself, done my own research. I'm one of those, you know, embark on a journey guys, and don't need to wait for my friends to you know to get on board. Like, I'll just do it. So I, I did the research, you know, got the hotel and. You know, didn't know anyone. <laughs> I get there, you know, shout out to, you know, uh, Tampa Bay Fairgrounds. It's piping hot. Florida, according to Hollywood, I love you, but Florida's humidity, Jesus Christ. But anyway, we can get back on track. <laughs> but um, yeah, standing out in that heat. And, you know, I had a couple of business cards, you know, and um, yeah, I, I get there and I'm, I'm, I think I, some of the first people I meet was like the Guardian radio guys you know, so I, I salute to those guys and uh, Mark Turcotte and all those guys and stuff, so just meeting people, and then right around then, I bumped into Ibantis. and you know, he had his business card too, you know what I'm saying, so I'm like, hey, what's up, bro, whatever, whatever, I forgot how he made, it was literally like around that area, and I remember, and I was like, okay, and then I'm like, yo, this is one of my first, one of these, have you gone to these before, and he's like, no, this is my first one too, so we just kind of hit it off, and then we started talking Destiny, and I'm just like, man, like, this kid knows his dad's Like, he, he has the same passion I have for this damn game, you know what I'm saying? And it was just cool. And I usually test people with certain specific questions and to see how hardcore they are. Not that I'm going to judge you if you're not, because if you love the game, you love the game. That's it, I don't care. But I wanted to see, I guess, how far... His level of knowledge of the game went with certain questions. And he was just like breezing through answers and giving me high, detailed, complex responses that I'm loving. And I'm like, okay, this kid knows his destiny. And we just hung out, I think, for the majority of the convention. And um, I shout out to Bungie. I think they had like a little, well, not Bungie at the time, I shout out to um Gathalion and those guys that were running it. They had like a little shindig afterwards. And um, yeah, we just stayed in contact. You know, we shared each other's uh contact information as far as our business cards. You know, whatever. And um, then from there, I'm like, I subscribe to him. He subscribed to me. And like I said, we just always been cordial, always been cordial, always been friendly. And then what ends up happening is right around Curse of Osiris D2. Destiny is at one of those moments again. Everyone's turned on the game. And even ourselves, like, even ourselves, like, I was just like, man, it's just not fun. This is the double primary era. This is the go slow era. (laughs) I go fast. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? This is when you get an exotic, and the exotic ability is to give you a little bit of faster recharge rate on something, and I'm just like, too. Uh yeah, XP, they got exposed yeah. with that, right? Shadow Frank, we got that. And then we have um what was the other thing? It, it, and I'm a trials guy, I'm a PvP guy, and then I saw Trials of the Nine, I was disgusted because I'm a big Osiris fanboy. It had nothing to do with the Lord. Then it was there was no sixes, yeah, no remember? sixes, no sixes yeah. at the time. It, oh. oh my god, no, it was no bounties. Awful. No it bounties was the worst. <laughs> Bro, no bounties, it was yeah. bad. and. It was so bad. I remember people checked out in my clan. I'm like, we're done. That's it. And here I am, still logging in every once in a while, still checking the 12. It was like, you checked the 12 <laughs> for hope. <laughs> and that's what I was doing. I was like, are they going to do anything? That, like, do they not see people don't like this? I mean, this was the day. When, I, when, it, when it broke me was when, i never forget, the clan, we do Leviathan Raid. I have maybe 30% of my clan is raiding. The other 70% are not. I speak to one person that's in, I'm not going to name that person, but it's part of the 70% that's not raiding. And he's like, yeah, I went to Hawthorne and I got Sins of the Past and I got Midnight Cool." And I, I'm like, what? You didn't even raid with us. What, how did you get that? He's like, yeah, she's... I was disgusted, guys. <laughs> I you was got like, a participation trophy out. without even participating. <laughs> Bro, I was disgusted. I was just like, I cannot believe they casualized my baby. This is awful. So I'm, I'm, I'm living. I'm speaking to E. We go back and forth, and I'm following his channel. And I never forget. I hit him up, and at the at the lowest point of destiny, I go, Hey, bro, you want to do a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, Yeah, and I'm like, Okay, cool, because I just like you know he's got stuff he wants to talk about, and I said, Isn't it funny? We have we love this game so much we just better. want it yeah. to get better we don't Definitely. want it to die you know what i'm saying and dude i was a laughing stock all my gaming friends they were like what are you doing like we're playing division we're playing this like you're still playing that like i just couldn't let it go because when I, whatever it was with all its flaws with all its warts same e will tell you too when you log in whether it's that music whether it's that that it's that, that, that gunplay, yeah, gun man
2: you're not yeah.
1: you get, I gotta find it anywhere it's, else as good as destiny oh it's it's home yeah. it's home and and you just like I, it, I know it can come back I know it can come back you believe in it right so yeah he, he's we started man and then um at the time we were called flashpoint we, were, we, we couldn't think of a name so I was just like all right I think they, it was like flashpoint. It was funny because we named it Flashpoint, man. definitely don't talk fast and all the points <laughs> are long. <laughs> but, so that, that was the inside joke. We were like Flashpoint, a- oh, AKA yeah. Long Point. And yeah, we just started, man, and and we, we started to build our chemistry slowly. Shout out to the cars going by. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I live on a business okay. street, so I apologize. I, I do too. You are going to well, hear um, you are going to hear fire yeah, trucks so,
2: going down the street. Too.
1: <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. shadow price, my man, man. You understand the pains of podcasting oh, yeah. next to a fire department. So um, yeah, like it was, it you know it took a while to get our chemistry. You know, learn each other. You know what? You know, I think we learned like quickly what. Punch like pushes each other's button, and we used to play around with that. He knows I'm a big warlock man. I know he's a tight man. He's certain things he likes. But we just started developing, and um, man, you know, it just kept going, and it was very slow. And I, Cornhole, you know, me and you talked off there, right? You know, we weren't that good. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, and um, you know, it's it's trial and error, right? It's it's finding our our voice and figuring out what type of cast it's going to be, and you know, I think our biggest guest at the time we just had back on. Um, this guy by the name of uh, Doc Squiddy. And Doc, at the time, was a freelance writer. And it was, he had one of the most amazing articles. It was in US Gamer. And it went viral. It went viral on Reddit. And it was kind of like like where destiny lost its way. It was something to that effect. And this thing, like, even, I believe, um, Destin Legarry from uh, Fire 2 Channel, those guys, they actually, his article was uh, the subject of everyone's podcast at that time because everyone that was a destiny fan felt it in their heart this is what's wrong with the game and this guy wrote it beautifully and what was the difference why D1 Ask was below that opposed to D2 same thing
2: we would go we would have like long discussions every mm-hmm. single day about this exact very, very same thing too so,
0: And all I thought to myself, like, man, we should like start a podcast. No, we literally are just—we talk about those stories all the time. (laughs) So, might as well just, you know, record it and put it out there in some format
1: same thing man and and like, here we are yeah he was our first big guest like maybe seven episodes in I reached out to him and like you said gordo you just asked sometimes I didn't, I didn't think I had a shot in hell <laughs> you know we didn't we, we don't have any viewership like that I mean, pretty much nobody's in the, i mean well he's bigger than me at that time like I was nothing like I didn't I didn't have anything going on like he was always bigger than me and um yeah he, he agreed to come on and it was a fantastic cast and we just really told him, like, everything you said resonated. And like I said, you just keep going from there. And it's just cool to see, man. He, he is my brother from another mother. Like, we we have great chemistry. I love talking Destiny with him. And I just love doing the, the last word. Then we changed it to the last word because I think we found out, like, another, it was like an eSports team or something, and Destiny had the name Flashpoint. So we are like, well, we don't want to step on anybody's toes. And then we switched it to that, you know. We asked the community what do they think we should change it to if we changed it to. I, I, then, I like it. Like Thank you, me, I appreciate. You. It. Man, that, that's pretty much the origin story of Last Word,
0: mm-hmm. and and I love your podcast. Thank I you. think you and Ibantis have such great chemistry. Thank you. That it's hard to imagine that like you didn't have that from the beginning. It, Listen it, all episodes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it took time. <laughs> but no, that's my guy, man. He, he's such a good
0: dude. So great. so Lord Cognito, what do you do when you're not? podcasting or playing destiny
1: oh good question um big into sports love fitness um football guy um shout out to the 49ers a big niners fan um which actually i found out later that me and E share, which is hilarious We like damn we like we're really up. <laughs> we had a lot of stuff in common we didn't realize afterwards but um yeah uh, for me fitness is big man it really helped me Especially, you know, games is my skate, but fitness, I think as gamers, we got to do a better job of it. So I try in my own little way, you know, to try to motivate guys where I know guys is not doing well. And I'm not like any personal trainer or anything like that. A lot of stuff I've just learned on my own, but just staying consistent. So that that's a big deal for me. Um, what else? Tech. I'm a big techie, you know, anything in tech. I like to know what's going on, you know, in the, in the electronics and just anything in general. You know that's a big thing for me, but um, yeah, those are probably the three like music, um, sports, you know, tech, that kind of stuff. And uh, I like to travel. I like, I, as you can see, like, I'm going to conventions by myself <laughs> across the world. You know, so it's, uh, you know, travel is a big thing for me. I, I like the 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 exploration and going and experiencing new places and stuff like that. That I've
2: I remember when me and Corn went to PAX in 2018. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of just decided when I was like, hey. You want yeah. to go to PAX? That was so much fun. And I was like, I "Nice,
0: dude! I'm yeah. glad we went to PAX. Nice. I'm glad
2: we made that." Decision.
0: Nice. Which one? You you east, East West, Boston,
1: South? Yeah. Uh, nice.
0: Yeah. Wait, which year? The yeah, we West would be a little hard to do. Uh, which year did you guys <laughs> go?
1: Oh, oh, you were there. I was there. Wow. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, wow. That's, That's crazy. awesome. Yeah, I was there. That's what's
0: actually awesome. it was that year that we met Rami. Nice. and we had he was probably we our saw biggest him remember I, I pointed him out to you there.
2: there i was like that's, Robbie. Yeah, that's yeah. He's
0: right there yeah. and and you know what the crazy thing about it is to this mm. day i would say that podcast episode is probably my proudest nice interview episode like well, to this day moments, it, it was so special
2: that's the thing in common it's the passion you know, it's the passion for Absolutely. Po- podcasting, just talking about something you're very passionate about, you know, destiny, mm-hmm. you know, gaming, you know, just
1: life in general, you know, things. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. The same. I say to, to E at the beginning too, when we started, I'm like, look, man, you know, people are like, oh, you need to make video. I'm like, look, I'm not, I, I don't have that gift. I know my gifts. <laughs> you know, He has that gift. I always tell him, I'm like, bro, you are great. At not talking down to people, and I love directing people to his content because I'm like, hey, if you haven't played or you're not sure, because sometimes we in the Destiny community as hardcore, I think we tend to be, not all of us, but some of us have a tend to be this little ego, like, oh, you didn't know, and you know, say like, and that's intimidating for someone trying to get into the game for the you know our first time. People are scared to ask and always direct him, direct them there to his content, and people really come back and go, Cobb, thanks, man, I really like it." And for me, is more i always felt like it's kind of funny now that i'm that you guys invited me it's kind of surreal to me that i'm being invited because i don't as much as i love destiny i'm not like this video creating guy stuff like that but when you put a mic in front of me i like to like i like to run my mouth as you can see so i love to talk like it I, that's my strength. Like, my thing is I like to bring up, you know, the controversial things in the community in reference to, you know, decision-making or which direction Mungie should go and, you know, the direction of the game and stuff like that. And then, obviously, playing a game and the clan and the camaraderie of the game and the fact that it's a cooperative game and you're doing all these great things together. So that that's kind of like my, my niche and I really, really enjoy it, you know. So I'm glad to be a part of the community. You know, it, it's something... To be honest, like I said, I'm very humble. When anyone asks me to be on a show, because to be honest, like I said, I don't look at myself as that. And I thought it to be honest, with those type of things wouldn't happen for me, <laughs> as opposed to like a full fledged YouTuber slash content creator who's making destiny videos all the time. So to see me get some recognition kind of was humbling, and it really means a lot. So I try to I try to guest as much as I can. And I don't, you know, I don't play those Hollywood games where, oh, I'm, you know, you're not of this subscriber count. So, you know, (laughs) I don't I don't do none of that, man. Like if you got passion for the game and Cornelio, we talk offline. Same thing. Like, I don't care how big you are. I don't care if you say some good points we want you on, you know, if you, if you got a perspective, even if I disagree, Hey, I want you on. So I want you to explain, you know, why you feel so strongly about this. And, it, and at the end of it, it's, it's good discussion. And, and that to me makes a, a good podcast. I, I love that stuff. That's part of like why we have these discussions with the,
2: you know, we have these nice long discussions with uh, people in the community. Cause we want to showcase them. We want to, you know, let people know more about them,
1: you know, what they wouldn't normally know so i appreciate it man you guys are doing a great job i love i love seeing your journey love seeing the growth you guys had some tremendous guests and like i said me and he would talk like wow like that's the show man they're coming they're coming man (laughs) (laughs) so we see you guys man and salute to you guys and like i said again super humbled to be here just the fact you guys want to hear my voice is, is is truly humbling
0: well thank you brother and it's it's so great to have you and we're so honored that you are joining us tonight, and that you're giving us your time on a Thursday evening to talk about what we're passionate about. And we're so grateful for that. Yes, sir. So, on that note, who inspired you to become a podcaster? Oh, good
1: question. I got to give credit where credit is due. Shout out to Lord Addict. He doesn't get enough credit, but um Lord Addict, I met him. The other Lords I grew up with, I grew up in the South Bronx, you know. I went to, you know, school with Sovereign, you know, since the third grade. I've known him. His mom knows my mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're that close, you know? And, um, you know, the same thing. The Lord King, his family, you know what I'm saying? I've known him almost, almost all my life. You know what I'm saying? Same thing. And then... um. With Addict, he, he didn't grow up in New York. He's from, he's from West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's my white guy from West Virginia, but he's my guy. You know what I'm saying? So I call him my brother from another mother, but, and he's younger than me. He's much younger than me. But how, I think with me, I started in um, Xbox Live, I was a big Xbox guy at the time, and we um, still at him, but played a lot of 360. And then when I got the Xbox One, I think it was um, we had a mutual friend. We had a mutual friend. Shout out to Anchor Man and I would join Anchorman's party. He was a content creator, and he I would join his part, our parties, and Attic would jump in. At the time, I didn't know who he was, and I was like, who is this loud kid? <laughs> I was like, who is this loud kid? Oh, he's, you know, he's very, you know, opinionated, whatever, whatever. And he's a little rough around the edges, but I, he was so passionate. I was just like, all right, you know, and it's funny. It's like, it's the true say, like, a, you know, opposite personalities sometimes attract. And I was just like... I like him. He's off the, he's off the hinge sometimes, but he's funny and he's passionate, but it comes from a good place. And, um, we just hit it off and I'll never forget. It was destiny. Like he would be the one I'd be, you know, Hey man, you need that nightfall. I got you. Okay, cool. You know, anything like he, we, he would always be available, be willing to help. And that's the other thing when the clan, like a lot of guys want to be carried. Some guys want to be carries. Some guys don't want to help when they've, you know, you can always tell the difference when like someone's already achieved their goal and they're like, all right, guys, signing off. You guys take you know, say, I've got my exotic. I've got my whatever. But then there's the other guys in the clan. It's like, man, I wish I could get it. I just need someone to run it with me. Addict always is that guy. And he's my like, there's two people, my clan that are my raid guys that I count on. Like, I will literally shut up, sit in the corner and listen to instruction. Addict is one of those guys because he knows how to explain an encounter well. He knows mechanics. He's just a good fire team member, right? Mm -hmm. So we just hit it off and we would play Destiny for hours and hours and hours. And he would just come to me. He's like, man, first he was like, you know, you need to do a YouTube channel. And I'm like, bro, I am like almost double your age. That's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, that's not happening. I'm too old for that, right? And then he's like, okay. And he come back. He's like, because I got a YouTube channel. I'm like, all right, cool. I will watch a channel. And then he'd be like, you know, you need the podcast. We need to do a podcast together. I'm like, yeah, man. I'm just not really. I don't know. At the time, I just didn't see myself as that. I'll be honest with you, going like, I didn't podcast. This whole thing, the way this has happened to me, it's kind of funny because like I'm a late bloomer. I literally, I would listen to podcasts. I would, I would enjoy other people's podcasts. I would watch people's videos. You know what I'm saying? But I never saw myself doing it. So. You know, work a full-time job also, you know what I mean? So it's just like, when am I going to have the time to do videos and a podcast and all stuff, stuff that this crazy kid keeps asking me to do? <laughs> so what ends up happening, what happens is he sucks me in one night. He's like, well, let's talk about, I think it was right around Rise of Iron Time. So like anytime new expansion, no, because actually, remember, I, I told you earlier, I was a defender of Destiny. Like he was my right hand. Anybody in the party chat talks slick about destiny, they're gonna get it. <laughs> now, I'm not gonna disrespect our game. We would de- we would defend it against all comers, division, and not not to fanboy, but just like you gotta you people don't understand. Being a destiny fan is hard because you get ridiculed a lot. Like we don't go out starting trouble. People will literally say, You still play that game? <laughs> <laughs> like literally, if you ask somebody, ask you what's your favorite game, that would happen. So like was my right hand. Like, well, what are you playing? And you know, well, this is why. Because the gun mechanics. Because have you done a raid? And we'd expose people, like, oh, you never even experienced the end game content, some of the stuff that the game has to offer. And we would actually win people over when they played it with us. And they'd be like, you know what? I kind of dig it. You know so that kind of thing. So that was our like our little shit. So then he, he presented a po- podcast idea. And I said, Well, look, I'll guest on your podcast, right? You're hosting. I'm just gonna show up for an episode, and you know that was my famous last <laughs> words. <laughs> and he did, turned it into something else, but yeah, I did it, and I, I I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. You know, we were we were Iron Lords podcast at that time, just only a Destiny podcast. It was just us two. You know, we had to you know find people. This is before King and before Solve. And um, shout-out to SWAT and shout-out to Sleet. Those are the original four members of the Iron Lord podcast, which was strictly a Destiny-only podcast at that time. And, um, yeah, we just got to it, man. We just, you know, it was very rough around the edges. We had no structure, no nothing, but we just loved Destiny. We loved talking about it and as it kept going. I think maybe 20 episodes in, you know, we didn't have any viewership. No one listened. We'd get mad at our two friends if they didn't show up in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is it's, it's tough and you're like hey we, we didn't see you in the chat today <laughs> <That kind> of, <laughs> you know you, you you're badgering your friends and stuff it was, it was it, we, i remember those moments man it's just you know the early days and um what ends up happening is we we get a get a guest or two or something like that at the time shout out to tim dog couple other people and we started we started this thing called like the the Iron Law Podcast Intervention. So we would get people on who we knew did not like <laughs> Destiny, and then like talk to them and be like, okay, so what is it about that Destiny could do to make you? And then we'd get feedback. So we that started to go on for a little while, and then finally we started to get a little traction, and then. People were like, yo, we like you guys, but we don't like Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you should talk about, we like when you guys talk about other stuff, like the other games and other consoles. And so we like, well, should we switch it? You know, kind of thing. And then we went through that phase and we kind of opened it up to more than just Destiny. And then as we got a little bit more traction, um, it became, he he approached me. Because people were like, yo, Kog, I really like, you know, your you know analysis or blah blah, blah. and then he advocated me said no bro you need to host it i'm like i don't know man like i was like all right i'll, I'll try i was starting to get into it Still, the passion started to come to me and then yeah from there once i started hosting he even admitted i, I sh- salute to him he's like dude the show is a thousand times better like this is from his own mouth like when you host i'm like you sure bro like he's like no i you know it, we're good and then you know, I started to make it more of my own and my own little flavor and nuances. And then the introduction's kind of born. And um, I just wanted to have fun. I just like, you know, we want to celebrate people in the community. We want to celebrate gamers, you know, and why not, you know, kind of have like a, I don't know, I call it like a cross between like a Michael Buffer and a, (laughs) you know, um, I don't know, just, I just want to do something a little over the top, but fun to know that, yo, we celebrate you, like, we recognize what you do. You're a gamer. You're coming in the realm of the lords. We we, we went with the whole Game of Thrones thing, and then we had the Rise of Iron thing. So we like combined both of the motifs, and yeah, it just it kind of kind of took shape. And you know, as we went on, you know, other guys had responsibilities that they couldn't make the show. And then we got you know I got King and I got Sav on, and it just it just took off from there. But at the end of the day, yeah, I have to shout out Attic because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be we doing it. And yeah, he's, he's, he's my day one, man. It's, just a good, good kid. Really like that kid. That's really awesome.
0: And thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. That's really, really cool. And you've come a long way as a podcast through your journey. And recently you were actually on IGN's fire team chat and you were on another IGN post as well. Yes. So what, what did you enjoy the most about your experience on the IGN platform?
1: Man, I mean, those are, those are geek dreams come true. <laughs> like, those are, I mean, to me, you know, put it in perspective. I'm such, a, you know, a fan of these guys. And, you know, IGN, I've been watching for a long time. But to put it in perspective, I remember when E got invited to DCP. Mm-hmm. I was like a proud mm-hmm. dad. <laughs> i was like yo my guy's made it he's been dra-. like for me i again i told you Colin like i don't really envision myself i'm like oh that's just for the big youtubers like that's not for me you know what i'm saying so that they would ever choose a guy like me that is what i'm trying to say not that i'm not you know i don't view my i'm talented or i don't have anything of value to give but i always assume that the only way to get that way is to be a youtuber with you know x amount of subscribers so I already resigned myself to say, that's not going to be for me, but I'm going to support my boy because he's on that path. Right. E's on that path. When I met E, he had like 2000 subs, I guess. He's at like what 50, 60 K, whatever he's at now. Right. He just keeps going and going and going. So when he got the call there, I was so proud of him. Like, cause I know the work he puts in, I know what's going on and I'm just cheesing. And then, you know, he's, he's got, he's got the, the image. I've got the, the artist that does the images for DCP and, I'm just like, bro, you're on the Mount Rushmore, man. You Mm -hmm. made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is what, as a Destiny fan, you want to be, right? And I'm proud of him. So salute to my brother. So when the IGN stuff, it was just surreal. It was just like, you've been, you know, Ryan McCaffrey reached out to say, you know, hey, man, I've been getting a lot of feedback from people in the community. They say, have Lord Cognito on. And I'm like... Oh, me, <laughs> right like it was what it all like you know what I'm saying so i mean i've met ryan before you know obviously um i go to e3 every year you know um as far as you know Lords of Gaming.net and the website that we have you know we we've gotten some media opportunities so i've been around these guys i've introduced myself to these guys you know stuff like that in that nature but you know i and i've never expected it so again when i get the call now he's like okay cool and it was one of those deals where it was like, OK, I'll reach out to you when schedule wise, you know, that, that kind of thing. So, again, I'm trying not to get myself too high because I've seen things like this happen where things are promised and then it doesn't work out and you don't hear from the, the, the person. So I didn't want to get too crazy, but I was very humble that he even asked if I'd be interested. So I'm like, hell, yeah, you let me know I'm setting aside the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, <laughs> it happened. And it was, man, like. I ain't going to lie to y'all. It was an emotional moment for me because um, I think it was more so, obviously, you know, not, not to get too political, but it was it, for a person, for me, like, not a lot of content creators of color is one. Two... A lot of my fan base was so proud, like it was just an outpouring of what? "Yo, Cognito's dead!" Like, yo, know, like people were so happy. It really made me emotional that they were yeah, happy that I was. That's there. the exciting you know what thing.
2: So yeah. IGN's like the pinnacle of gaming. Yeah. like they have 14 million YouTubers so subscribers, and you know, and we've grown up with IGN. You know, I've, I've we've known about them Bro. for years, and they've been at the forefront. Same, same. Of, you know.
0: Prime. We listened to yeah, IG we're and that's in the clan how we started too. listening to Destiny Podcast. Yeah.
1: Nice. nice. Yeah,
0: we we're also in the clan as well. Nice. And, and we got to, you know, meet some of these guys and they're great people, amazing people. Uh, Destin, really great person, hardworking guy. Uh, I have a ton of respect for him. And mm-hmm. in fact, early on in our podcasting journey, we had CJ Gibson on the show. and if well, 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 it wasn't for CJ and if it wasn't man. for... Mm-hmm. Destin and, and those guys. I mean, he wouldn't oh. have the motivation to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, to sit there with him and to be interviewing uh, him, it's so freaking surreal, surreal man, brother. You're are are so crazy. All, exactly.
1: Right. Yes, yeah. yes. yes. Yeah. bro. The, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry, cut your shadow, but you're absolutely yeah. right, man. Hey, these are mm-hmm. your heroes. For me, like as a as a podcast host. Ryan McCaffrey's on my Mount Rushmore. He's the one of the guys. He, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's one of the guys. It's your part of your game after a little bit. Everyone I I kind of look at. I have my little, you know. Again, Mount Rushmore, the guys that I I look to. That I I can't wait to hear their, their take and stuff like that. He's been on the show floors. He's interviewed the greatest. Even I was lucky to then have him on ILP. You know, afterwards he agreed. I was just I was shocked. He was like, "Dude, like you really had a, you did phenomenal and on, unlocked." On and I was like, hey, you know, would you mind coming? He said, absolutely. And he, he was a man of his word. And he came on and just hearing his story. And I told him, I was like, dude, one of the, your greatest interviews was like having the generation of Xbox uh, leadership on your show. You yeah, had Phil Spencer, Peter Moore, and whatever. Again, these are these iconic moments that I was there from the beginning watching. So there's that surreal thing, slight nervousness in the beginning. But then once you settle in and you're just like, man, this is it. So, yeah, IGN Unlock was... Definitely a highlight of my podcast career, there's no doubt. Um Fire Team Chat happened very quickly right after, which was surprising. <laughs> shout out to Destin, like you said. Like I've met Destin a few times at the Guardian Cons and stuff like that. And um, it's always been cordial. You know, shout out to the original, all the guys from the team. Um, back when you know, Sean Finnegan, like you said, CJ Gibson, Friend. um Steve, yep, yep. um my boy Teddy, he was on there. Like, shout out to Teaser Teddy, that's my guy too. Um, you know all these guys that, you know, when Destiny was you know is rocking and rolling, these are the podcasts I was listening to. You know what I'm saying? The the original Planet Destiny, Fire Team Chad, DCP, all these guys. You know what I'm saying? I would listen to. So to be invited again and on that to talk, it, it was just, again surreal. It was it was like a magical week for me. You know what I'm saying? Like because it, it all happened so quickly. And I'm truly humbled, man. I mean, even I'm not. I won't even lie to you. Like even once in a while, say every every two three weeks, I will go back and watch the episode. It's like the it's like this, did it happen? Was I there? Like I'm that much a much of a fanboy that I, I I'll cherish that forever. Like I, I really, it really means that much to me. So salute to those guys for for inviting me. It really, really meant a lot.
0: I'll tell you what. I watched it last night and a few nights ago. <laughs> And you did an amazing Thank job during the episode, and I'm um, I'm um, I i am i could not think of a more deserving guardian to have that opportunity. So we're really excited for you. Thank you, bro. And we think that you you did an excellent job, and we're excited to see where you go, my friend. Hey, just 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 so
1: Scotty, let's talk about games.
0: <laughs> switch gears just a little bit. Yeah, what's up? What are some challenges that Mm. you faced in the last year and how did you,
1: or are you planning to overcome them? Mm, That's a broad question. All challenges. I mean, I guess the first, uh, I'll I'll break it down to two parts, one like personal, and then the other one in like gaming. So like, I think personally for me is balance, you know, because I'm the type of person that when I do dedicate, I really dedicate and I go, all in and you know my, my resources are there and sometimes that's at the expense of, of personal life and and having that balance so that you don't overdo it and knowing I think we talked earlier Cornelio, as far as delegating you know I what it is is you're so protective and you're such a perfectionist and you want things to be perfect that I would too controlling of every little aspect and be be afraid to disseminate because i didn't want someone to mess it up <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i need to do it i need to do this let me do this i'll do that and they're like no cock i got you i you know and i'm like okay so that that elite allowed me to rest you know what i'm saying because sometimes you do need a break you know and you do you do burn out you don't want it to be you don't want it to feel like work you know what i'm saying so I think one of the challenges is having to designate personal time, sometimes just actually gaming and not being distracted by other things. You know what I'm saying? With me, I do two podcasts. I work a full time job. I'm an editor of a website now. You know what I'm saying? And I'm CEO of a website, but I'm also an editor also on the side. And there's a lot involved. There's a lot involved. There's a lot of things behind the scene. It, you know, it never stops. There's always something that somebody wants your time for something. There's always opportunities you have to listen to and, you know, things like that. But at the same time, if you're doing 100 things, you have to, in my opinion, balance your personal life. You still have to do things that make you happy that are outside of just podcasting and all this other stuff, you know. And I think that I had to learn that because, um you know, Otherwise, you start to go crazy. And then other sometimes you might start to resent, you know, the other stuff. And you don't want that seeping into it. And then um, as far as challenges for the uh, professional side, you know, again, what we talked about earlier, which is, you know, starting off as a podcast is hard. It's hard, man. You know, I'm watching you guys go through it, right? You guys are, are just on this tremendous trajectory so early and it's so cool to see. You know, but you know, this, you know, when it's you're reaching out and, you know, maybe some people don't get back to you. And, you know, I basically tried not to lose respect for people because at the end of the day, how I used to internalize it, if someone doesn't respond or I feel a little bit of fraudulent Hollywood behavior, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude? You know, I used to get resentful, man. I'm, I'm a kid from the South Bronx. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't take disrespect <laughs> well. <laughs> so it's just like, man, like I mean, because my thing is, it's one thing if you're busy and say, hey, man, I, I would love to do it, your show or whatever, but hey, I can't because totally understandable, right? We all got things, and, and that, that's cool. But it's like what the struggle for me is what I call the Hollywood mentality. I I just don't, I I don't want to call anybody out because that's not what I'm here for. But I've seen it in our community where guys only want to deal with guys of their same stature. Let's just call it for what it is. I know y'all going to be humble, but y'all know what I'm (laughs) talking about. (laughs) It's sad because at the end of the day, we all love this game, right? Mm -hmm. We all are passionate for this game. You know, it should be about that's our common bond. It doesn't matter how many subscribers you have. It doesn't matter how many concurrent viewers you have. That should be the thing. And the second thing is if it's good. Now, if you, that's how I used to internalize it. When people, you know, didn't want to respond, I would say, okay, I would take it personal and say, you know what? We're not good enough. I need to improve. We need to improve. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I used to do it. But then when I got to a point and I'm not trying to be egotistical and E will tell you, it's just like, and Iron Lords will tell you too, like, I know we're getting feedback that people are saying, hey, yo, this is a good show. Or people like, yo, we enjoyed ourselves. We had a good time. And, you know, so I know other people weren't listening or even trying to give us a shot. And and or oh, when people give you their word, and they say they're gonna do something and then they just disappear on you, it hurts. And it's hard for me. Ease had to pull me back a couple of times <laughs> to be like, yo, what's up? Like you said, X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. If you can't make it, just respond. Just yeah. tell us, let me know that you're alive. But when people Hollywood and ghost you and man, it gets frustrating. So the personal challenge to the long story to the question is not to get so sensitive about yeah. it. Keep my nose to the grindstone. Keep it in perspective. Believe in what exactly. Believe in what you're doing, and ultimately it will come. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard though. It's very hard. I I I still struggle with it at times. You know what I'm saying? But I've learned. I said, you know what? Okay, we're not good enough. My mind like we're not good enough. Okay, cool. I'm gonna keep improving. We're gonna keep trying to get better, and, and we're gonna get to that point where hopefully, you know what I'm saying? Others will enjoy their time and want to come on the show and that that's that's how i look at it now so yeah that that, that was that, that that was the challenge for me
0: that's dude that's so powerful that you mentioned that because you know i normally wouldn't share this but i will just because we're sharing things Let's do it. but last year we had kind of some kind of a similar thing happen yeah i was planning a pretty big guest for our what was the expansion that came out? Forsaken? Oh, it. No, mm. it was
2: uh, Shadow King.
0: Forsaken. One, yeah. It was for Shadow mm. And we were supposed to have, you know, a specific mm-hmm. guest on the show. And something happened and it didn't pan out. And I got kind of bummed out about it. Mm. I, I, and I took it personally. And I probably shouldn't have, right? But for me, that was supposed to be my big. Yeah moment yeah. you know where like we have this guest on the eve of the next mm. big expansion and it was supposed to be a big moment and what kind of hurt is that another podcast had mm. that guest they had that moment ding, 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 ding. And <laughs> man, can you imagine how that felt right well, when i just like your brother, friend i was, was there i, was I tried to for, you know talk to
2: corinolio and just like it's nothing we did wrong you know I, but the, you know there's always. It was always things you could improve on, but just like you, you say, Lord Cognito. Of course.
0: And sometimes it's circumstance. Yeah. Sometimes it's nothing that you can control or could ever have done. Yeah. But because I didn't just give up and throw in the towel, yes, we're going to have a pretty exciting November, I think. Oh, and dude. I'm grateful for that. I'm Absolutely. so grateful.
1: Absolutely. It's amazing. Dude, you're preaching the choir,
0: And it's, it's, about, it's about perseverance, man. It's about mm-hmm. just you know pushing through... When the world tells you no, you have to,
2: or you have to have ten million subscribers or something. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) or or you have ten million subscribers. Fun fact, I'll make either or. You know, I got got a
1: a fun fact for you. I'll make it quick because I know I'm going long, But you just sparked something, reminding me that you, you made a great point just there because I remember when I started doing intros, right. And people would tell me, oh, I love the shows You are fun and energetic. And I'll never forget it. I won't say the person's name. It was a very big content creator that we had on Iron Lords podcast, early stages. And I remember reading a comment, <laughs> and the comment, the commenter said was, must be a fan of that personality that we had on, right? And he's like, I love you, but, you know, please don't ever go back on Iron Lords again. Conne guy is horrible. That those intros are terrible. He was like, "It's cr-. like the the guy went in on me, right? right?" And I remember reading this stuff with Attic. I was I was a little broken up, oh, man. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, damn. I mean, maybe I was <laughs> doing <the> it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, like, yo, he he, he said it was trash. Like it was, man. Haddock was like, nah, man. I was like, because you know what? I, I think I put intros on hold for like a week or two, and then I was like, nah, nah. I can't do that. I was nah, like, yeah, I love doing it, bro. I it gives like, the I show love, life, you know. You I know, love it like feeds energy into the show, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Reach, you know what I'm saying, and again, those, those you know you have those moments as a caster, right? And it's just like you know, when something really breaks you down, and you got to come yeah. back from it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was one of them. I wanted to bring that up. Go to Holyo sparks up. It definitely a memory back then.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's moments like this that you know, it, it can make or break you. But it's about what you decide to do and how mm-hmm. you react yes. that can make the big difference and you're a testament of this and and cheers to that appreciate you bro so on a slightly different subject yes yes what is your take on playstation 5 and the xbox series x that will be coming Mm. out this november
1: Ooh, getting both um leaning more series x as far as what's exciting me right now Oh, shout out to Lady Infamous in the chat. Salute. Um, Yeah, like, for me, you know, I've always been a fan of the the Xbox ecosystem. You know, I'm more of a social gamer, so they kind of, I lean that way. But don't get me wrong, like, PlayStation, for my single-player experiences, I absolutely love it. I think for me right now, obviously the performance delta you know, from what we assume, you know, Series X should be a little bit more performance-wise as far as um GPU and stuff like that. But then again, we know the um the advantage of the SSD with the PS5. I think for me, um, then let's be real, Destiny sixty frames <laughs> for Beyond <day>. right. <laughs> bro, sixty frames. like literally like when people were Xbox guys were really depressed when Halo got um you know, mm-hmm. delayed, I was just like, so, I still got my destiny. I'm good. <laughs> like, 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 once Beyond Light was announced to come into Game Pass for free? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I am there. And, and shout out to my, like you said, like, um, shout out Price, like, as far as, um, you know, all my console guys who've never experienced 60 frames. It's going to the, change their life. They don't even... <laughs> Oh, they they don't even know where, how an NVME going from orbit into the world and like I would load into the to the strike faster than mm-hmm. other people, right? Like it, it's just so transformative for Destiny. So yeah, like um, at the end of the day, it's just one of those things where the Series X is going to I'm going to lean that way because of that deal. Like that they like Xbox did that for me. Like I'm like thank you Phil because. You putting that in Game Pass, I'm in. You know what I'm saying? So that's definitely, I mean, playing. I literally, I had to talk to my boss. I'm like, you know I'm taking <laughs> off work, right? You know, I'm taking like two weeks <laughs> off. You know, this is a Destiny Series X, you know, PlayStation 5 week. And it's like my birthday that week. Dude, I'm, I'm not coming to work. He's like. Oh, it's be Christmas. Dude, it's Christmas, <laughs> bro. So it's like, yeah, I, I'm in. That was the deal. thing. you know, that put it over the top for the Series X to be first. But I am getting the PlayStation 5 on date. Gonna get Miles Morales. Got my eyes on Godfall. As far as the system is concerned, you know we gotta see. We gotta see. But I I do like the approach that Series X is doing with the transparency, smart delivery, all that stuff. And um, I think I think it's just two different approaches. PS Five is doing more of the traditional, you know, approach as far as um you know exclusives and stuff. But then here comes you know Series X. Put it this way. Long story short, this is going to be. This is not going to be like last generation. This is going to be a very competitive generation of consoles and i think as a result we're going to get the best as gamers out of it is my opinion so i'm pumped and i cannot wait true True. Mm -hmm. i think this is the most exciting time as a gamer because
0: of the technological leaps that we're making with both graphics cards with consoles Mm -hmm. gaming is transforming at such a Mm -hmm. exponential rate and it's Mm -hmm. exciting it's exciting to be a part of this revolution it's Mm -hmm. exciting to see where gaming goes Mm -hmm. i only hope that physical medium does not die because i appreciate physical games and i still try to get every game that i can in physical medium because i know one day it's gonna happen it's not gonna be around good point until that happens i'm gonna splurge <laughs> get it man get your get your dishes I'm Get
2: those yeah it's exciting
0: no. so on that note lord cognito what are your top three contenders for game of the year in 2020
1: all right it's a big asterisk now cyberpunk has not entered the chat <laughs> <laughs> so we have to be clear as of recording this it is october Okay, like, hey, you know um we have not seen cyberpunk yet so be, this is the tentative list because cyberpunk is not. A i'm gonna surprise people um of is Seema, man and i think i'm biased obviously uh, lord cognito he loves ninjas <laughs> get it you know what i'm saying but is that game was more than i thought it was going to be i had this envision that it was going to be one thing and it ended up not. And for me, um, I've never been to Japan. You know, I've never um, experienced that. But be, looking at the research the team of uh, Sucker Punch did, actually going to the island, the real island of Tsushima, and um, just getting... Like, the, the people if you haven't played that game, the environment is a character. So... It is truly beautiful. I love it. And one of the best, um, the ending, I'll get into that now, but, you know, truly the ending, very well done. Threw me for a loop where the game went. The other thing is, I haven't had in my, I, I, I buy ninja games all the time. One of my favorite games was this game called Tenchu, which is stealth based, right? And I felt what Ghost of Shima does well is you had the option to play as a samurai or to play as a ninja, right? And they're two distinct styles. And neither, I mean, there's both are effective for different things, but it's just done so well. It's also a great ode to Japanese culture. There's haikus in it. There's so much to it that when you watch the deep dives with the devs, and even people from the culture who grew up, they say, yes, this is authentic. You know what I'm saying? So Ghost of Tsushima house, a hope, a big place for me. Um, I'm trying to think, number two, probably. Oof, I like, I'm a fanboy of Final Fantasy yeah, VII. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So I did, yeah, I liked the remake, man. Yeah. I really did. And they, again, no, not to spoil it, they did something very interesting at the end that, that is possibly a transformative. Still, so I, really I don't want to spoil it, bro, but it, trust me, when you, when, hit me up when you end it, right. I need to <laughs> talk to you <laughs> when you end it. Because you're a hardcore guy, you have probably been there from seven, the original. You know how much yeah. that affected us as gamers, and that was a. That, I remember having PlayStation. That's one of my favorite games. It's you know in my saying? top so, five. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, easily, easily, and um, yeah. So that what it does is bold. Let's just say that. And third, man, third, third, third. Well, this year, this is, I haven't got a chance. To, I didn't get to um Last of Us, so I can't include Last of Us yet. Last of Us two yet. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Third game. What am I forgetting? I'm forgetting something. One more. What well, technically? Destiny's supposed to be in there, <laughs> but but it can, I can't because I don't. I I consider Forsaken one of their greatest achievements, and that was last last year. One more game. Oh, I agree. Yeah, one more game. Why am I blanking? I don't know. Play a lot, but I, I mean, I guess I'm going to reserve that for Cyberpunk. I I, I well, have to. That. I mean, I'm game such is a Cyberpunk. Incredible. <laughs> like it's gonna be incredible you know at the end of the day you know shout out to cd project red i was very fortunate to get the opportunity to go out there and um select they selected our little website to, to cover the game you know i got a of a preview of it and um wow i was blown away at that time yeah man so salute to, to them i think what they're doing is you know it's magical i'm from i'm a big fan of like those uh bioware slash mass effect type games Mm -hmm. with all these choices and all these different possibilities and that screams to me like tech screams to me the 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 environment screams to me hype man so yeah those those are the three for right now and um super super pumped
0: okay i I have to ask did you just confirm that you went to cd project red to cover cyberpunk is that what i heard right Another, Another highlight of uh, yeah, uh
1: gaming.net <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Wow. laughs> yeah. what, what?
1: one year Big in moves a- wow one year is a one years a website. I'm, I'm blown
0: away. I don't know what to say. That's I amazing. I didn't know what okay. To say. Well where do I begin? <laughs> How? Yeah. So um, can you share? I mean, yeah, I can what share. can you say without getting in trouble? I, I don't even know what to ask. No,
1: no, now mind you, this is very early. This is uh 2019, right? This is 2019, early 2019. Um Lords of Gaming.net, we're pretty much in the infancy at that in 2019. You know, we won't we're only about about honestly a couple of months in, maybe five. And I think it was one of those things where they were like a, a contact of mine said, Hey, they're looking for people to cover the game. And I'm like, that's, you know, that ain't us. That's going to be IGN. That's going to be, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? so I'm like, Hey, okay. I'll put my application in. Of course I'm going to shoot my shot, but I didn't expect to hear back. But um, yeah, they, we heard back and they, they were like, look, you know, we only have a limited slot, you know, um, would you be willing, you know, to come out there? We're going to be at, um, E3 to cover the game. And, um, yeah, so you know, got got the ticket, and I, I I go to E3 anyway, so it it was just like wow, like for them to choose us as a smaller entity, you know, was just humongous. So yeah, we got a closed door behind the scene. At the time, I was um I think Paris Lily was there. It was surreal because you see a lot of your heroes in this room, and I'm like with media and it's just like surreal. Oh, bro. that was like, the just behind closed like, wow,
2: doors like uh demo, right? Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. I remember that. Yes. At the time so I couldn't cool. talk about. And it was under strict NDA. And man, now we could talk about it. it blew me away. I'm like, wow. We were we were able to get feedback, you know, and um yeah that's that's again truly humbled like that that is just like one of those experiences you just don't forget and um it, it, for me that was the success as a website because we didn't get any achievements you know the podcast has been going to be doing this thing you know last word has been going to do this thing. i know our podcast is, slow, is growing to this thing but website really meant a lot because i felt like it legitimized us and it, even though we didn't have a big you know um traffic number but People really resonated with our writers and with a lot of the reviews we did, you know, and that really helped us. And we recently got open credit, but I'm super proud of Lords of Gaming that because that is for the gamers, by the gamers. We're not paying anybody, you know, it's almost, you know, the, the, the last, you know, little flex I'll say is that I'm super proud of is that, you know, one of our guys recently, he just got selected to um, be on, he actually got hired by Windows Central because of being on Lords of Gaming. Oh, and, um, wow. dude, I I'm so, uh, the way I look, at, yes, yeah, you know the day, yeah. Jess good a Good relationship with Jess. And he's just like, look, man, you, you guys are awesome. He's like, I was like, stop taking my guys. <laughs> 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 but it's a joke. But all jokes aside, you know, when I, I spoke to Jared, one of our writers who, who got, I'm like, dude, you, you've killed it. Like I, I, I'm super humble. I'm not one of those guys that's going to be like, oh, you know, not keep one of my guys from making an opportunity. That's his dream. His dream is to be a journalist. So, the way I look at it, almost like a sports analogy, like I feel like we're the collegiate level right before. You know what I'm saying? And if they're looking at a, us in that way, that means we're doing something right. So proud of the team, man. Just super. You guys super had a breakthrough. That's really amazing. It yeah. It's so awesome. Very blessed. Very. Blessed. So Lord Cognito,
0: on that note, what is next for you and the Iron Lords?
1: keep growing man keep it going um you know like like as you you know as a content creator you you have little bucket lists and little milestones of um people you you would love in the industry all right i'll put it into existence yeah i'd love to have phil spencer on <laughs> you know what I'm saying? that'd be awesome you know what i'm saying i mean we, you have little mount rushmore bucket list items of people you think would be cool to have on you know and um and even people not as big there's pe- there's content creators that i really respect that i just want to get their perspective i gotta have you guys on right that's another right i got i got a destiny show podcast gotta come on at some point we gotta do the last word yeah, let's do a little co- little collab let's get something popping you know and talk destiny like that that is awesome to me um i think for me right now just you know the continued growth of the, the website you know, keep pushing Lords of Gaming.net into you know respected um, journalistic entity. Um, ILP, you know, keep its path, keep improving, keep getting better, keep taking feedback of how to improve it. You know, um, you know, if one of our biggest things, I think, we kind of uh, put the put our put the camera. shot to King, he really pushed us. Like, yo, we got to be personalised. we got to get our face out there. And I was reluctant. I'm the ninja. I like to stay behind the scenes, but. You know, it did help. It did help. You know, when we get—not that I'm pressuring you to—we know, (laughs) but I'm just saying, like, okay. I I will say this: from content creator to content creator, it really helped us because what happened is they start to see that expression, shadow price, when you talk, right? Cornholio, when you, you start really getting into destiny and your passion you they see that and when people see it it it, it they connect they can with connect it, the it's voice a different with the level face. you know they can yeah there you go the personality. now when you go to destiny con guardian con whatever whatever it's Cornholio, yo bro what's up i'm such a fa- like that type of stuff kind of happens and then like you said the the, the face mm-hmm. to the name right same thing with ryan that kind of happened I met him. He's like, even when we did Unlocked, he's like, I remember you at ie 3 I'm like, yeah. Even Death's like, yeah, I remember you. You look familiar. I'm like, yeah, Guardian. These people, you start crossing paths, man. You start crossing paths. And it, that really helped us big time. So, like I said, just keep growing. Keep getting different, varied guests, you know, try to get our name out there a little bit better. And then, you know, just keep the positivity and people in gaming. Because I think another thing is we don't want to go to the um, – the easy route, which is, you know, a lot of guys, you know, I don't want to name call, but, you know, either calling other guys out and all this disrespectful stuff, and look, we have fun with the console stuff once in a while, but not to the point where guys are insulting each other and doing all this other foolishness. it's like, I'm not about that, because at the end of the day, I would never say anything that I would not say to someone to their face. Mm -hmm. And King will tell you, you know, Iron Lords, they're outside, so please be (laughs) respectful. We're not the guys to be playing them games. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to promote any type of negativity, but it's just that that's where I'm from. I'm just like, I I like to be respectful of everyone. You know what I'm saying? And let's have good engagement and good discourse. And And this is the last point I'll make. Games are supposed to be a unifier, right? I'm from the era where games were not looked at as cool. You were the geek. You were the nerd. Oh, you play games. <laughs> you stay at your house. Like, that. I fought hard mm-hmm. to make that cool. And now, look at, now so look at games. Now look at where we've come. Yeah, now, like, <laughs> and look at you now. It's so yeah. mainstream now, right? But I remember everything. It kills me, right? When I see gamers getting into real physical beef or real beef over... Like, you guys have something in common. The fanboy wars. <laughs> Just because he's a PlayStation... <laughs> You know, like, bro, like, just because he likes PlayStation more and like, this yeah. one likes Xbox more, there's no need for personal attacks. Like, yeah, that's, that's taking crazy. Like, I look,
2: that's ridiculous. You know,
1: like, bro, like, you yeah. got no stock you know, in like, They don't recognize you. You just buy their And brother, I may like, have had down. a little rant on <laughs> one know? of,
2: like, two podcasts ago about PlayStation. I mean, I felt like I needed to yeah. get into Jim Ryan's, like, uh, behind, though, for that. <laughs> Because you got a chest. Let's put it. I feel you. you That's it. And even that's why we podcast.
0: So you know, you can exactly that's the the reason,
2: because everything came out after the fact. They didn't communicate that like beforehand, you know? Yes. Oh yeah, that PS4. yeah So finding out that oh, those games are gonna come to PS4, really. So you guys really, you guys really believe in Generations, then?
1: (laughs) Mm, (laughs) That was a hot topic. Yep, you're right. That was a hot topic. Not being Mm -hmm. Mm defeated.
0: So we do not have the time for that. That is for another episode. episode.
1: (laughs) Another episode.
0: And listen, two episodes ago, to get filled in on all of that. But tonight, we're going to talk about something a little bit more positive. A little bit more uplifting. And that is the Beyond Light trailer that just came out a few days ago. So we're going to talk about that. And first, we'll dive into what we saw during the trailer. We actually got to see some really cool rewards that we're going to be chasing this November with Beyond Light. And we did see the No Time to Explain Yeah, and that looked pretty freaking cool. It was really nice to see No Time to Explain come back. And the tagline was Personal Projectile Portal. Oh,
1: yeah. How do you guys think? Oh, yeah. Let me, can I, I want to ask you guys a (laughs) question (laughs) before I answer it. This is actually a controversial thing and I have to get your feedback because me and E have gone at each other's throat about this. I need to ask objectively, and I will not judge you whatever side you choose. Just choose the right (laughs) side. (laughs) Um, Okay. When you see an exotic like this, be honest, we've all had D1. You know, we know what uh, No Time to Explain used to do, right? We see what it does now, this added feature. Um, Are you for exotics coming back? With not exactly in their same fo- like do you feel they need to be letter to the law like if icebreaker comes back it needs to come back exactly the way it was or are you one of those people that say hey they they can make a change to it but you know wh- wh- where do you stand are you a purist when, with returning exotics or are you open to um any type of change, because this, this is a hot last word topic, and I need to know Cornholio, I need to know Shadow Price, where you stand? I like this, I like this, so here's my thought, mm-hmm. I think that
0: if you're going to bring a weapon back, it should remain in the form that it was originally in. I see. If it can't be done, then just create a different weapon, <gasps> but don't ruin the legacy that that weapon had. Yes. And if you're not able to do it sustainably, don't bring it back. Mm. Then it's just a dream that I'm going to have to continue having. <laughs> but <laughs> you actually seeing it come to life. Fair but if enough. you're able to bring the icebreaker back in the form that it was in, that I remember. Because think about this when you're bringing a weapon back, you're bringing the weapon back for the people who are playing the game from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You're bringing it back for the sake of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make the weapon half as good, you're kind of ruining it. Oh its my legacy. god, he he took some you words cannot. out of my
2: mouth. You gotta honor its legacy. You gotta honor you gotta know oh. where the weapon came from. So when you bring something back and you change oh. it, you know, is it that weapon I anymore? Know? You know? Like Ooh, that's, that's spicy. How, that's how I feel. Here we go. too. go. Like I just yeah. love you guys right now. <laughs> 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 just like I just like, yeah, was, look, make, know, just make it a new weapon. Just call it something different. Give it a new skin, you know?
1: Like. Enough. Let me ask you a follow-up question. Now that we have no time to explain, and it is not doing exactly what it did, do you have a problem with it being <sighs> a <bat?
2: clears throat> hmm. This is this is the this is the tightrope I have to walk here.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. This is the yeah. side. <laughs> um I need to ask
2: this. I I want it back. I want the weapon back. But mm-hmm. I want it back in its its purest mm-hmm. form, like they could have put that stasis like thing on another weapon, like yeah, a new weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no reason why they had to change. Mm-hmm. The, you know, this weapon. You know, and they're trying to appeal to a new uh, co- consumer base. I'm sure. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to get all mm-hmm. these new Beyond Light players, and you know, when when they go on a Game Pass, they've got to give them the reason mm-hmm. to pre order it, right? I mean, that's <laughs> That's, that's what good. this is. That's what that's what they're doing, you know. And what's the precedence been? You know, when they've brought things back, mm-hmm. how much have they changed them? Mm-hmm. You know, like let's let's think of a few. Might a mm-hmm. multi-tool. That didn't change, right? That was pretty much the same
1: but Telesto.
2: Know. That was the same. Um, we need we got Whisper the Worm in place of mm-hmm. black spindle. Um, but it pretty much did the same thing. Mm-hmm. But if they bring back icebreaker, I would want the original icebreaker. I don't want them messing with that weapon. Mm, you yeah. know So mm. oh, take. <laughs> Yeah. no,
0: I agree. Listen. You and, and you awesome. know and I think that it's it's exciting that they're bringing back no time to explain more weapons, more loot isn't a bad thing. But I think looking back at this content after we actually play it, after the excitement and the hype has passed, how are we going to look back at the legacy of this content piece? Mm. Are we going to take this was the positive mm-hmm. change in the community, or are we going to look at this as a misstep?
1: Mm. Interesting. I'd be mean, willing That's to be accept really,
2: them for this like. like weapon mm-hmm. that this new ability would mm-hmm. be like a mod you apply to it or something, and then you can keep okay. it in its original so- form if you chose to do so.
1: Mm. You got some purists, here. yeah. This is interesting. I, I had to answer you guys are on the opposite side, but I love the way you guys verbalize your points, you know what I'm saying? And it's similar to Ebonta's train of thought. And I respect it. I do, even though I disagree, but I do understand the logic behind it. I do understand the purity of the weapon argument, right? I do get it. I think for me, the reason why I went slightly different the other way is that um the way I look well, in no time to explain case specifically. It was an okay gun, but I mean, you you didn't got the shots going back to But I never, yeah, I never, never was like, oh, you know, who's busting out? No time to explain this today, so we can do this, you (laughs) know, you know, nightfall, whatever. But at the end of the day, is this? I think the extra ability is cool. However, I do respect someone who truly loves the gun and liked it in its original form and doesn't want it to change. I get that, but I guess where I differ is I'm willing to give Bungie a chance to see what they can do now. And and in reference to icebreaker, the reason why I guess I fought E on this, <laughs> I'm giving you inside baseball that with me and him, is that we go at it. With it's a fun argument. Um, is that I was just like, look, I hear you, bro. Like you're like, Hey, don't just bring it. Don't bring it back. Call it something else. I hear you. You're not nothing. You're saying I, That that part I don't disagree with. The only thing where I say I don't mind is because I look at the logic behind it. If they bring Icebraker back exactly the way it is, then they're gonna have that sandbox problem that they tried to get out of, which is a gun that gives you infinite ammo that kind of breaks their sandbox. So I think that's why they're in this tough spot. But I do agree with your point, Shadow. A lot of it is nostalgia and pre-orders and i will fully admit that to you a lot of that is preying on d1 fandom right and getting that emotional connection and then i can understand someone's like hey you bring this thing back but you didn't bring it back the way it is so i get it so that was i just wanted to a, give a little perspective no, was no other game of- that i felt connected work. more to my weapon than in,
2: in destiny
0: I, I also think in a way it does matter how they change the weapon because if they add a perk to a weapon that wasn't very special from the right. beginning you okay with that? I think that right. are okay with right. Right? I give if, it, can I you a weapon like exhibit B? let me give you an example the Black Spindle right? yes. I mean that weapon was changed so much that it's like it, it was a joke from what we had with the Black Hammer mm-hmm. at that point don't bring it back if you're going to ruin the weapon and you're going to take away what made the weapon special Mm -hmm. like with Icebreaker if there's no infinite ammo regen then don't really bring it back because it's not Icebreaker then it's something else (laughs) and make it something else that's cool there's a place for other snipers but if you're gonna bring back Icebreaker you have to make it at least as cool as it was when
1: (laughs) 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 Exactly. <laughs> fair enough I, listen I get it I get it I, I understand the thought process I disagree but I understand the thought process I, I I completely get it and I think as Destiny fans you know there's emotional connection here there's 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 you know people want it the way they remember it and I, I can respect that I think for me I just the only reason where I give them a little leniency is that I know why, from a technical standpoint, they're not doing it. Like Hotwood is not going to one tap. They, they, I, Bungie's like your father. They, they're only going to allow you to do so much before they discipline you and take the yeah. toys away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it, they, they just have this role, weird thing, especially with the sandbox. They're not going to put themselves in situations where unfortunately, we have too much fun and we're really just steamrolling content. And I think that's where the decision makes. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's right at all. But I'm just saying, I, I understand how they think I feel from a design standpoint. But I, I had to bring it up. Sorry for derailing this whole conversation. No, it's been a good, good to ask discussion, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Sorry We got way more stuff to talk about. Polly. <laughs> so,
0: so quick. Quick segue. So, what did you all think about the new weapons, the new armor, and the new supers that we saw wow. in the Beyond Light trailer that we got this past week?
1: All right, I'll just talk for the Warlocks. um You know, I saw. I'm very happy about the Grasshopper face looking exotic. <laughs> the um, the one that makes Dawnblade more powerful, and I believe also um, gives melee recharge. That is super exciting for me, especially as a Top Tree person, a fan of Top Tree. I, I love the neutral game in Top Tree. The problem is Dombly, but the problem is I hated the Super. I, it just it, it doesn't have the tracking. It doesn't. So to add that really excites me, especially in PVE, making it more powerful. I want to see how that thing really, you know, shapes out. The other one is was that, uh, the, uh, what you call it? The, um, what is it? I forgot the name. It was like a vampiric effect. To sort of it was poison. like poisoning. Yeah. Oh, I want to get my hands on that. That looks really, Necrotic really drip. cool. Like Super, yes. Super excited about what that could do. And yeah, man, these things look cool, man. I'm I'm, I'm hyped, man. Uh, from an armor standpoint, those two, I'll speak for the warlocks. Um the warlock delegation is pleased right now. we like, I think Korn knows what I'm going with this one. Uh, let's
2: get it mask of Backrus. the one that allows you to basically shift out of time and then, like, oh my god, like, yes. oh, like a super blink, like you know, blink yes. on steroids. <laughs> you actually disappear mm-hmm. and then you, you reappear and you're cloaked in the beginning. Like, it's gonna be so mm. broken though in the crucible. I mean it is going to be break Crucible so much. Yeah. <laughs> like I can
1: already really see scary.
2: it. But I'm I'm gonna love it. Yep. You know, I'm gonna love just going in there with that thing. You know, I'm gonna be trying to like you, you know, I'm trying to farm to farm to get this thing mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. see how broken it can be. I feel you, but hunters are gonna be scary
0: with this thing. See, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the mask of Bakris because, you know, I'm, I'm a hunter, so why wouldn't I be? But also, I'm excited to check out the Warlock's uh, Necrotic Grips with the melee poison. I think that looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how that works and whether or not it's going to be pretty powerful in PvP. hmm And how that works. Because, I mean, I'm thinking back, the Thorn and yes. how deadly that was in its early infancy. I could see this being pretty useful in mm-hmm. PvP
1: encounters. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I've got some cool Warlock gloves as it is. But yeah, there's the Chronic Grip, very exciting potential. Corruption, nearby targets, it restores melee energy. A lot of synergy I could see there. Um, yeah, man. It, it, it's going to be fun, man. It, these are the exciting times of Destiny when you see these new exotics, you start formulating in your mind the yeah. possible possibilities. They have a purpose. They, they do something cool. It it's not just damage, you know.
2: They have, you know, it's really yep. it's really cool when they can take in the, you know, a new exotic and and just, you know, breathe life into it with some new ability. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, on that note, what do you guys think these new rewards will have as far as the impact on things like competitive gameplay? How is this going to impact? It's gonna break trials, it. It's example? absolutely
2: gonna break it. Did you see all the stasis stuff too? Be able to like uh, freeze your opponent like Sub Zero? Yeah, Jump over it and <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
1: Dude, I, I mean, me and Eve was talking about this too. It's like, I'm excited because it's so over the top, but it's like, how do you balance this? <laughs> like, 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 how, like, it, we we were discussing like the the stasis state, or you you know, you get stuck. Like, are you truly frozen? Are you slowed? Because if you're frozen, that's not gonna feel good. <laughs> if you're the recipient of that. Woo, that's gonna get old, you know what I'm saying, really quick. So, again, I'm excited because it's so bombastic and it's such new things added to the sandbox. But, you know, God bless the sandbox team. Uh, I don't know how they're gonna do this balance. And and we <laughs> got the sandbox like Twab coming up too. So, they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, for, for PVE, oh, oh this yeah. is fantastic, right? Oh, PVE is amazing, the manipulation and things you can do. You know, again, but when you, you're, you're talking now competitive PVP, <laughs> whoa, I, I don't even know where to start, how this is gonna go. So I'm gonna go in there with an open mind, Cordelia. I'm just gonna go in there with an open I mind. Don't, just I don't, I don't have any large in. pocket right what now. Happens? I'm just trying to figure all this out. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: between, between the three of us, between mm-hmm. the three of us, we've been part of this community for quite some time. We've been playing the game since beta, we know Destiny. Mm-hmm. It's Bungie. Giving up on making destiny a competitive game is that no longer a thing going into
1: this fall mm-hmm. hey I mean you're making a, a compelling point right I mean when you go when you venture this far Swing the other direction that far right <laughs> sure. you know right yeah, I mean at this point one may say, hey, they've given up on the whole eSports movement and they recognize that their game let's be honest when you have a game that weapons function differently based on pve and pvp you know you've already created a separation right you've already you know and the thing about the game is that the game these weapons have such unique properties and then you talk about the interactions with each other. I mean, even to this day, Telesto's still breaking stuff, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's just one of those games that it, it it's really hard to balance. They've they've got so many systems and they're so good at design and making unique properties, but you know, these other things have to conflict and then there's a patch and this breaks this. And you know, so you know, I, I feel for them, you know what I'm saying? Because I know it ain't easy to to to, to try to balance this stuff, but I think you may be on to something uh, Cornelio because they may just say, you know what, you know, almost like a mayhem situation. Just let them go. <laughs> just let them go. wild. Wow. You know, I, maybe it's that. Cause stasis seems very, very ambitious yeah. just in itself.
2: It, now this stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of a interesting point that you brought up. Like, you know the old engine the engine that they've been using for so long you know they had a hard time like doing patches and things like that but you know it sounds like they're doing some work under the hood to help mitigate some of that
1: pain and everything so yes yes it's i did see that in a lot of the technical stuff and maybe that's it maybe maybe a lot of it is you know, renewed confidence in the upgraded tools. We heard the rumors. You know, a lot of this stuff is re- rebuilt and redone with new systems on the back end, and maybe this helps them. You know, my, my only n- negative is just—I mean, I'm not a developer. I'll never tr- be disrespectful to guys that develop because I can't code anything. <laughs> but I always feel like one of the weaknesses of Destiny has always been we shouldn't have to wait until the next expansion before we have a sandbox or a patch update. Now, granted, when things are really broken, they'll jump in really quick. They'll turn something off. But I would love more the frequency and incremental sandbox updates. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, according to, I believe, the last TWAB, they kind of alluded that some of their fixed times could be improved. So hopefully that, maybe that's the case. They could be a little bit more agile in getting to things, as opposed to we have getting an emblem, talking about, the season the wolves were in <laughs> <or the> wild. <wolf. laughs> yeah. The season you got your head melted by Prometheus lens. Yeah. <laughs> turn, turn, yes. turn it into a meme. We get away from it. exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, another another thing that I'm curious about: will the abilities that we saw will stasis ruin or break Endgame?
1: Mm.
0: Are we going to melt bosses yeah. like we did? I don't did think with the, the stasis. Past, I think that's expansion. more for crowd
2: control, actually, to believe it or not. Yes. I agree. Okay.
1: Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think crowd control. I think bosses should be fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, they're going to put that damn stomp mechanic in and push us off. Oh, yeah. No, you know that. Anyway. You know that's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> that train's never
2: late. <laughs> that ain't never late. <laughs> 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 you know, it's a
0: <laughs> little And the Guardians will find a way to cheese. They They always always. do. Of course. Of course. That will be Mm amazing. So the last thing that I want to ask on this topic, yes, did we see too much? Did Bungie give us a bit too much in this reveal? Or was it just the right amount to get us excited?
1: You know what? It's a good question. Um, I'm torn because as a fan, you know, it's hard for me not to. See secrets and stuff like that, you know, and keep my eyes away from it when there's new destiny information. It's very I hard to you not, cover you know, so you know. know, So when yeah. they're being Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, you know the vibes. So it's like, it's tough, man. You get excited, you see all the stuff. You know, but I this is where I do feel if it was up to me, I hope that wasn't everything from an exotic standpoint. I hope that wasn't it. There is there is some joy to discover you know what I'm Saying, and i think d1 also did that very well which is like you don't show everything let there be some things you like yo did you get this exotic did you get this mission or whatever like i, I think there's a there's, there's a cool aspect of that so you know i hope that they still have some stuff under wraps and generally they're usually good about a secret mission here or there or exotics being revealed later in the season and stuff like that you know um the only thing I want to say that I don't know if it's related exactly to it is that I don't like the idea of exotics, the new exotics being given in a season pass. I'll be honest. I, I don't I don't like that. I never, I, I, I think exotics don't have that feel anymore with being special and getting it out in the wild. When you log in just because you pay for a pass and it's like, hey, level one, here you go. Here's you know, Here's person with a, friend, or or a trophy. trophy. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Right. I, I
0: guess. Exotics used to be special and prestigious. They used to be something that you acquire grind, from playing grind the your ass bosses. off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, shit, you had Pretty to trade, you had to play trials, you had to play end game content in order to really get anything exotic. And that mm-hmm. was kind of changed where, and you get an exotic, and you get an exotic, mm-hmm.
1: and you get an exotic. It's like, it's not special anymore. So you're sure. just so right. Yeah, I I I, I wish they go back to that, you know, because, you know, even when they made the drop rates harder, I didn't mind it. I, I like that feeling of like, yo, finally I got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it used to be special. You do a night four, you get one. And you remember one the and legendary like drop like,
2: rates in Vanilla Destiny? Oh my God, just the legendary <laughs> drop rates <laughs> in the
1: beginning. Yeah, yeah. Tough man. It was tough. It really made you appreciate when you had, you know, an exotic and. Just, you know, I, I just wish they go back to that. I, re- I really do. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully there's more stuff that's yet that's yet to be revealed.
0: When you had to schedule time to go and shoot the loot cave and that was your primary <laughs> way to get exotic,
1: <laughs> you really appreciated the game.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did that for quite some time. So, wow, what a great discussion about the Beyond Light trailer. And if you haven't checked it out, well, what are you doing with yourself? right now at bungee.net. Mm-hmm. but we have one last thing to talk about tonight we have new things from bungie this week in fact tonight we got a brand new this week at bungie and we learned a few things mm-hmm. again this week and we have festival of the lost <laughs> is now live have you both been playing Festival of the Lost? Because I haven't, because I haven't had a computer that I can play with until, yes. so... What about you,
2: um,
1: Rider? you been uh, getting uh, j- y- your just, mask on? Just so
2: for, like, a few missions. I haven't... I've ridden the Infinite Forest or the Haunted Forest, like, twice. That's about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, We're in the same boat. Same thing. About two or three times. Got a couple of chests. You know, knocked it out. Um drop rates on these ciphers we're gonna yeah. talk about that <laughs> but um yeah i mean look it it is what it is this is a typical event you know it's one of those situations where i wasn't i'm never like super thrilled when F- 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 the lost kid comes by but you know we all knew the situation this season the game got delayed this is just to kind of stretch things out apologies for the car and um you know it, it it's all this is this, this is i just look at it as filler just to get us where we have to go. To me, which was more exciting was finding out the last of the interference mission thing. That was kind of cool for me. I don't know yeah. if you got a chance to do that yet.
0: The, um, yeah. I have not played, but I'm excited to dig in yes. this weekend. I'm definitely going to catch up on some of the things that I need to before November 10th. Yes. and Also, I'm excited to Play the new Festival of the Lost and check out the new items that I can chase after. So that's going to be really cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah, man. And we also, of course, heard about the new weapons and gear trailer that we talked about. And that was shown off during the weekly update. Mm -hmm. And then we have some changes that are coming west. In fact, the introductory quest for Beyond Light, mm. or is it New Light? Is it technically New Light? or? Be-
2: well, it's the New Light experience.
0: Okay, so it's part of the New Light experience. And some things are changing. I guess, initially, I thought it was going to be one individual mission. If not, we're actually getting multiple story missions. Mm. And they will be now taking place in the Cosmodrome And they're going to serve as an introduction to new Guardians on how to play the game, what to do, the UI.
2: You're going to get a Sherpa out there. Introduction. His name is Shaw Han, apparently. He's he's going to Sherpa you. (laughs) Sherpa? He's going to teach you how to Dougie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to get
1: get Dougie on with him, right? (laughs)
2: Luke.
1: Yes, sir.
2: Oh, Pretty interesting that they're
1: <laughs> implementing this. Um. Hmm. Hmm. I, I I like it though because um again you know a lot of my clan is um you know I'm on PC predominantly but a lot of my clan I left is still on Xbox <laughs> and there a lot of guys put down Destiny and there's just a lot of people who are going to be coming to Destiny because of it being in Game Pass. So I get these questions all the time, like where should I start? What's going on, you know? Shadowkeep, and I think that's the unfortunately doesn't do a good job of onboarding new players. Like just, they just they start they're in the tower, they have a thousand icons, they don't know what to do first. And then the other thing is, you know, which I think they solved the last new light experience for Shadowkeep, which is allowing it to be kind of a la carte. Because one of the frustrations I have is the new content will come out. Us as the hardcore, we've already powered through all the old, the old content. We're ready for the new content. But I used to hate the old way Destiny does it where my new friend who's just like, hey, man, Destiny looks cool. I want to play with you guys. But, oh, by the way, you can't play Shadow Shadowkeep because you got to do the Red War campaign. You got to do this. You got to do that. And then see ya, We're over here, though. Yeah. You're, you know, You know what I mean? That's not fun. So I love, I'm assuming the onboarding is still going to stay the same in the sense of an a la carte thing, but I love this aspect of new guy boarding the Cosmodrome, getting a little tutorial, and hopefully at the end they give him maybe some blues that put him at light to do Beyond Light, as opposed to forcing Forsaken and, you know, Keep on them. You know, I, I would hope, you know, that, that, that they do it that way because I think they really need to keep I remember them saying they wanted to do that, like they—that's part of the philosophy. Now, so I'm assuming they're going to continue that mentality and give them, you know, give the new Light like, Guardians gear that'll give them, yeah. be, make them ready. Yeah, because it says the
2: first few missions that'll will consist cool. of trying out new weapons, armor, and uh, you know, getting get engrams from that and see how the progression progression systems work. And then they're going to go on to explain the yeah. UI <laughs> and quests and bounties and collections nice. and things like that. It,
1: yeah, much needed, much needed. Man. Yeah
2: i i like
0: it that a lot more structure that i think we didn't have before mm-hmm. and especially if you're a new player i feel like there wasn't a whole lot of structure they they kind of threw you in the game and kind of figure out everything on your own or watching an a video hey,
1: right <laughs> shut up hey. mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely absolutely this is this is really cool stuff i like that i mean they've it, they made little strides here and there i noticed now you know, when you go, you're flying in orbit, you see little tips at the bottom now. I know, you, I know you guys catch that, right? That you yeah. can scroll. Yeah, that's, and that's stuff like cool that they implemented yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I see other little UI touches where, you know, you grab something and when you're doing a mission, it tries to tell you, okay, now grab this and do go to this part of the inventory and do this. Like they've got to do it because not, they can't assume everyone's the hardcore. And again, people don't realize Game Pass is going to be a huge deal for this game. That is, Free ninety nine. <laughs> you know, all you gotta do is be a member and you get destiny and beyond light, and they're gonna be a, a ton of new players in this ecosystem and create a lot of engagement, a lot of new guardians. And these are the kind of things they need to get people to stay in it and not be overwhelmed and and, and you know, head out early. So true, so true.
0: And we did learn something else. We learned that big changes are coming to mod and Mm -hmm. this november with beyond light we're going to have some mods completely being i guess retired Mm -hmm. others are going to get buffed so it's interesting to see some of the changes that are coming to mod and we did learn that with energy mods Mm -hmm. all All of the weapon-oriented armor mods, i.e., hand cannon loader, fusion rifle, ammo finder, have been changed to any energy type. So it's no longer specific to hand cannons, fusion rifles. So I think that's a welcoming change. In addition to that, as a result, all of the above changes, all the arc charged with light mods now activate their second perk if you have any. other arc mod equipped on the same armor piece or if you have other arc charged with light socketed in any other armor piece that you are wearing now that's a mouthful Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay uh so that's interesting i like the first part yes uh i don't fully understand the second part to be quite
1: honest yeah what do you get from a shadow prize what do you get from that second part i'm curious
0: what do you gather from that
1: mouthful? um it's kind of hard let's see let me
2: arc lights charge now activate their second perk if you have another arc mod equipped on the same armor piece or if you have another arc mod with light mm. socketed any other piece you're wearing i i i'll be completely honest i don't know either because <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah continue, no, I, just, I don't Sorry. use the charge with light mods too often I mean, I I use it for, like, the sword, I think. I have a couple, like, arson arson blade or something, lucent blade and then something else.
1: Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm.
2: So I'll use, like, those
1: two together, but I don't know the rest of them at all. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you, you, you actually get a good example with Lucent Blade. That's the one I use, too. So what'll happen is you have Lucent Blade, and I believe it's an arc yeah. mod, right? Yeah. That goes into that charge with light slot. But what'll happen is Lucent Blade will also have a secondary perk where it'll be like, um, I don't know, you get more swings or so, uh, more damage. It's, it's okay. some extra secondary perk that if you have a, another arc mod, adjacent to it that it will activate on the lucent okay. blade mod so that basically they look like they're removing that aspect of it you know what i'm saying so they're not forcing that part that's at least one part of what i'm what i'm getting at it um you know i think it i think it's something that at the end of the day was kind of unnecessary you know what i'm saying but like it you shouldn't have to be forced into the specific you know, damage type energy's, you know, element type mods to get something out. So I, I like that them removing that requirement, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? And as far as the um the mods as far as the 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 let's the, say the loader stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like well, me me and E would discuss this too, which is like sometimes it got a little bit too overly complex with all this stuff. And I think they did need to simplify it like how they have Um, special ammo and heavy ammo, have a general mod, you know, some of those things could go into the general mod where you don't, you're not required to have, oh, let me make sure I have my void arm on right now so that I can do such and such, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, that's when it gets too much, you're throwing RNG and levels of RNG on top of RNG, (laughs) like now we're getting extra, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's how I I internalize it, so. I know what you mean now. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see what else we got the enhanced one i think too what else we got Uh, yeah so we
0: also have the enhanced mod rebalancing changes that are coming all mods that have an enhanced version of that mod for example hand cannon loader had their base mods increased to match that of the enhanced version of that map of -hmm. that mod in effect as a result the enhanced mods will be deprecated and the base mods energy cost will be adjusted upward mm. but will still have lower than the equivalent of the enhanced mods which is interesting nice mm. um, some mods have also been moved to different slots to create more competition for mods sockets across armor pieces for mm. example fast ready mods that have been moved to the armor slot Hmm. Interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess let, let me I have two thoughts on this. One, enhanced versions, when they're not in the what's the word? Um the season pass artifact. Normally, like the season pass artifact does a great job of usually giving you one enhanced joint for the cost of one, right? So they'd be like, you know, this this DLC. Enhanced pulse rifle is only one, cost one, right? Those are the ones I would use. You know, th- those are those are like a freebie. But if you look at those regularly, if I don't know if you guys have acquired those type of mods regularly, sometimes the cost is like five oh, yeah. for like enhanced yeah, one in type of yeah mm-hmm. I'm like, come on. I'm not using my entire armor yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? So that costs way too much. And another problem I have is that like, Let's be real, like, upgrading armor is not cheap. You've got to put in a lot of resources to increase this stuff. So bringing the price down, bringing the efficiency up, I'm hoping, you know what I'm saying? It sounds good. I do like the second part where they they talk about the fast ready um, being moved to the arms. I think that's cool because I never felt they should have been. I think currently right now they may be in the chest there, the chest armor mod. And I think that kind of synerg- synergizes with ARMS a little bit better. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, if they're going to increase the um, efficiency of the regular one and then deprecate the enhanced one, I, I just got to see it in action. It's one of the things I got to see in action and um, to see how it all works out. In theory, this sounds okay, but it's one of those things I got to see it. You know, how much, you know, is it going to go from six to five? You know, what's the cost difference, right? you know, we like comparatively to the old way versus the new way. I, I need to see more hard and fast numbers before I completely say, yes, this is the right move. It sounds good, <laughs> but I got to see it. I, I just, it it gets right. I rid of some of the are.
2: redundancy. And, uh, they, and it's like giving yeah. us a, like, you know, it's adjusting it in our favor better, I feel like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good on paper. It's not something that's going to excite me about the game. Like, yes, these are positive changes to the game but ultimately this isn't the reason why i I think it makes
2: more sense. you literally you put a little bit more currency in and then you get a faster reload you know like that's right right.
0: yeah absolutely
2: yeah yeah and shadow price what's going on with raid mods Um, so started in (laughs) season 12 (laughs) they uh the last wish Mm. guarded salvation and upcoming beyond light Raid armors will now drop with a fifth dedicated armor mod socket mm-hmm. that is exclusively for the mods related to that
1: raid. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say. <laughs> I'll keep it short. Thank God. <laughs> I've been fighting this fight for a while. <laughs> oh I like I miss the old days when you, you played, you know, the, the, the King's Fall mm-hmm. Raid, you know, or you played Wrath of the Machine and you got a raid armor piece and it was an actual perk that actually helped with the mechanics of the raid. <laughs> like, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm about that, man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like I, I, I love that legacy slot being there. You know what I'm saying? Like I I really think that is important. I feel the value of raid armor has really gone down in D2. Like I really don't think they they hold that weight. I remember the days where it's like, hold on, before we get the raid, let me get my outfit. Let me you know, let me get, okay, because this is gonna help me for the encounter. I miss those days. And having a dedicated Slot for the for the um for the raid thing that, that really that means a lot that means a lot I, I want those to have value so I like this direction that they're going I'm very I'm, this is one of the ones I, I died on a hill for so I'm yeah it's happy. like one of the things we got <laughs> back that we had in D one
2: hello
0: ding 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 mm-hmm. yeah. no, this is something I've been wanting as well in the game um I think it's a positive change and it's it's been a long time coming. So, mm-hmm. It's a reason to it.
2: run the raid. <laughs> uh, Hello, yeah.
0: in-game content. And Price. What's the last thing about combat mods that we have in this? Oh well, I still got more to
2: talk about the raid ones. There are a few more things. Uh, mm-hmm. The the last wish and Garden of Salvation armor acquired prior to season twelve will not have this dedicated armor slot, but will still be able to use mods relate related to that raid in the new legacy armor mod socket and as a result of all this the anti-taken mods from last wish will only function in the last wish raid and also the anti-hive mods from the leviathan raid will be deprecated and the anti-fallen raid mods from scourge of the past will also be deprecated so those would no longer be in the game (laughs) from the hot the anti-hive and anti-fallen
1: Sorry, guys. I never got one. I fallen ones. So, good riddance, I guess. Because I never got one. Yeah, I mean, I never got that. You know what's funny? I was beginning, I was starting a weekly farm of the chest in Last Wish to try to get those taken ones because I see a lot of the the big content creators, yeah. try, you know, a lot, a lot of them, doing prophecy and having, and I seen the difference. Look, I get it. You know, people are going to be disappointed and mad. But this is one where I kind of got aside side with Bungie. Like, it you, having that advantage, and I think they talk about it uh, at some point about even those guys who are using these type of anti-taking mods in Gambit, you, it's a tremendous advantage. Think about Gambit. Like, almost everything is taken, the boss is taken, you know what I'm saying? So you having that type of protection really gives you an advantage, you know? And Bungie does it like us powering through their content. <laughs> it's a, that, I, I I seen that coming. i see, I seen that coming. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't too surprised, you know, in, in reference to it. But, um, like I said, as long as, long as they keep it fair and, and add mods for the raids, I guess I'm going to be okay with it. I just want to see what else they do with it. But I, I did see this, this coming. I, I had a feeling.
0: Yeah. I'm not surprised. I, I think that Bungie for a really long time had trouble balancing the game and they add new things to allow you to play your power fantasy but in the process it makes it really tough to balance the game and sometimes they have to make tough decisions like this that will overall make the game more sustainable into the future Mm -hmm. so i get and i respect that Mm -hmm. absolutely so we got one last thing we got combat mods yes And what Bungie says is that all armor released in Beyond Light and Season 12, Mm -hmm. all Last Wish and Garden of Salvation armor acquired starting in Season 12, Mm -hmm. and all Armor 2.0 Exotic Armor Mm pieces will have a combat-style mod socket. Mm -hmm. In Season 12, this socket will accept all Charged with Light and Warmind Cell Mod. Mm -hmm. In addition, all armor 2.0 armor acquired during season eight through twelve will have their seasonal mod sockets replaced with a single unified legacy mod socket. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm.
1: What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I mean this is this is this is exciting for um exotic armor pieces. Um in the sense that, yeah, like uh, you, you want to have that functionality that you would have with the legendaries and having the charge light type in more mind cell mechanics. So that's cool. Um the now the seasons, the ones before, right? Season eight to eleven had their size, uh, seasonal mind replaced with the single. Okay, that could accept all. Yeah, this this is a cool change. This is a cool change. Um add more functionality to exotics. I'm all about that. I do I do wish there was one thing. They went a step four for, further that I don't think I've seen mentioned, which is like we gotta get now this is armor. I noticed we're talking armor, but I really want them to get into being able to put like the anti-barrier stuff, the overload stuff on exotic weapons mm-hmm. because I feel like it would really diversify Think about this. You know, sidearms or something. You know, we don't use as much from an exotic standpoint. How cool it would be to like dust off Rat King, and like Rat King has the overload module. Even put like on. Traveler's chosen the new and one. And then, it would really because I know what the artifact. They're trying to force weapon diversity, which I'm okay with, but it just sucks that it's just for legendaries right it's only reserved for like if they could add that into exotics how cool it be to dust off huckleberry or some of these exotics we haven't used in so long to now add a mod it would be fun and i I still don't see them going there and i don't want to you know poo poo this like i do like this this is a good direction for mods with having those cells and stuff i want that thing also with weapons so that you know that artifact you can put it on exotics and let us have some fun, man. I, I really do. because I I, I, I I know they have the data on the usage rates. You can't tell me that people are running out here using <laughs> Rat King like. Come <laughs> yeah. on, Bungie. You know, what I'm saying? I love you, but you know there are some exotics that are just not being used. But go ahead, Shadow yeah, out, No, I, yeah, I I agree with that. I
2: feel like that's a long time coming. You know, good a change that you yeah. know we should be able to apply them to exotics. You know, they're exotic. You know, for a reason. There's no way a Legendary should be better than an Exotic, in my opinion. Yes. So.
0: Yeah. I mm-hmm. yeah, totally agree. Agree. And Guardians, on that note, mm-hmm. wow, what an amazing episode. Lord Cognito, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Amazing. Before we let you go, we have a bit of a tradition on the show. Mm-hmm. Great the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls <laughs> between one and five. Five being, we got some bombs, spicy tuna rolls. One being, try hard. I want to stop you
2: there for a <laughs> second, corn, because there's a, a few important things we missed in this twab that uh, is going to be very, very important to, for people for Let's beyond light. I, I'm, I'm sorry, don't mean to like hijack this, and you know. Oh, no, please, uh, no, please. So basically, there's a section of the twab that says "Beyond Light" and the end of season of arrivals. So I'm going to read this verbatim. Yes. Um, so per- to prepare for the release of Beyond Light and season of re- redacted on November 10th, 2020, because we still don't, mm-hmm. don't know the new season. Destiny two will need to be taken mm-hmm. offline for maintenance in order to prepare for update 3.0.0. Destiny two will be taken offline for mm-hmm. maintenance at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on November 9th, 2020. Which means no mm-hmm. you can't play after that from that. So okay. you gotta be done with everything by 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, November 9th. And will remain offline until November 10th, 2020, at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. During this offline period, mm. the game will be not... this. The game will not be available, and Season of arrivals, arrivals items will be made unavailable. Players are strongly urged to finish any Season of Arrivals content or Triumphs before 7 p.m. on November 9th. Mm. So... Okay, and um, I will have another update
0: for you. Mm-hmm. According to Bungie help, yes, one hour ago. Yes, correction: the Beyond Light launch time on November tenth was incorrectly stated in our this week at Bungie blog post. Okay, the correct time that Destiny Two Beyond Light will become available is on November tenth at nine a.m. Pacific Standard. Oh, time. you know
2: why? That's to take an account for uh, daylight savings time. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, daylight okay. savings that yeah because sound. it's november well, Yep. Yeah. there uh, we go a few a few mm-hmm. more psa's on this uh closing out season of rivals. Mm-hmm. uh when season of arrivals end at 7 p.m pacific standard time on november 9th there will be a number of items activities and charms that would no longer be available for players some of these items include a prophecy dungeon which will return in a later season right the runeous effigy quest the traveler's chosen quest the seed of silver wings seasonal artifact and the player power increase from said artifact and any unopened um mm-hmm. umbral engrams a full list of items being removed at the season's end can be found on the website
1: in the link described
2: hmm.
1: big big stuff man i mean um yeah that that really resonated with me. i'm glad you brought that up shadow price because um yeah, ain't no destiny those days <laughs> You're gonna have to get everything done, man. And we're gonna we're gonna have to go yeah, cold tech. Which means yeah, <laughs> nobody's people, being in the game. They're
2: gonna good. be doing work from 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on November 9th all the way up to 12 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, 9 yeah. p.m. 9 a.m. I'm sorry. Yeah, nine a.m. Pacific Standard yeah. time.
1: I would say, can we argue that's probably the longest downtime Just we've about, ever seen in this? That's game? quite a yeah, I can't remember a, that long a downtime, and um, yeah, I think it goes to the importance of the to me it all goes to the importance of the DCV right, the, the Destiny Content Vault. I think with the stuff being removed and and put in there, and then you know these these new things upgraded on the back end, and the Cosmic Drone and stuff like that is probably more undertaken than we even thought. So I'm glad you mentioned that. I didn't even, I didn't even catch that. That is a that is a big downtime, mm-hmm. and um, you know. You just hope everything goes smooth and they do what they got to do. I got confidence in them. I mean, they've they've. I think when they proved it to me that one time, they had um they had to rely on their backups because something broke the game and it lost data and then it broke
2: three like two hours in and three hours in and it was down for hours. I remember that.
1: Yes, they. That was the first time they had to test their backup system. And lucky for them, everything was, you know, was golden and they had their checks and everything came back restored well. But um yeah, I mean, to me, I work in IT. This is typical maintenance, but it just showed me the severity of this. Like they this this destiny content vault thing is a big deal and stuff moving in and out of it, I guess the sheer amount of this is gonna require that level of time. So Dust off There's those be other be games. man. and dropping, that's <laughs> like, for
2: sure. Yeah,
1: lot, yeah drag, drag. <laughs> uh, Exactly. Uh, and just to Very throw dry. the cherry on top.
2: <laughs> next week, this is what DMG uh, said. We're gonna learn more details about the new raid in next week's dwab. Oh ooh,
0: so, ooh. okay. Get it. I need that name. All right. So we know our <laughs> topic next week. On the destiny show, okay, I like it. So, just to you
2: know, throw a few more uh, spicy rolls in that direction of this uh, <laughs> this twab.
1: Oh, you, you're you y'all spicy right now, <laughs> y'all on fire right now. You already know what the phone
0: was. <laughs> <laughs> the spicy? all right, incognito. On that note, what would you give this week's bungee weekly update? How spicy
1: mm. is it? This, this is not bad. this is this is this is five because you got. This is, this is the highest because you, you got a new trailer. Let's be, Bungie is the best in the business when it comes to advertising and promoting their product. No one gets you more hype. When you could hate Destiny, you see a new trailer. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm <laughs> to- <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how Guardians' demeanor changed. People could be trashing Destiny. Yo, did you see that little exotic? <laughs> yo had to cut that off man and then you start prepping all right let me i gotta start leveling this up because i'm already thinking of things yeah that's what destiny does not only the best gameplay the best gunplay one of the best cooperative some of the best music i'm gonna fight i'm gonna die on my sword with that they need to be winning soundtrack awards but that's another story it's another podcast Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying you know what i'm saying shout out to those teams marty michael and those guys uh sylvester and sky you know those guys do amazing job um but back on point with this amazing trailer, right? We're getting pumped. We're getting to see what's going on, you know, with the the weapons and the stuff and the abilities. And then, yeah, we get, you know, I love behind the scene information. I love sandbox stuff. So for me, I got sandbox and a tra- it's already a, it's already the highest spicy role that you could have. Like right? this this is where I'm at. So in the next week, we get a little preview. And then I love that. I love when a twab happens and then they tell you, hey. And next week, we're going to talk about this. Like, they're giving you that anticipation. This is that fun time. We're a c- couple of weeks out. New DLC, fall expansions, always the best expansions. Best time in Destiny, man. I, I-, I love it. A lot of my friends are hitting me up. Non-Destiny players, hey, Cog, man, I saw that trailer. I'm in. <laughs> you know what I'm mean? saying? I'm like, all right, I got you, man. We're going to have a bunch of kid guardians. We got the new lighting. Hype, brother. I'm hype. Great, great, great 12. The-
2: People in the marketing department need raises, I swear to God. <laughs> oh,
1: let me tell you how good they are. I don't even like Festival of Lost as an event, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with y'all. As an event, that's probably my, my most disliked event. When I saw the Festival of the Lost trailer, <laughs> I was like, yo, I gotta get in. <laughs> and they were was, they was jamming out, they had the rock. I was like, yo, that sounds so hard. I'm in, I'm in. Like, it is something about, like you said, Shadowbrite, their marketing is so good. The way they cut trailers, they get you hyped for the new season. This game just does not die, man. Those guys need races, they always kill it. And the weapon design team, sound design team, they all kill it, man. Salute to those guys. Bungie always knocks it out the park. They
0: did an amazing job with the trailer. So we got five out of five, from Lord Cognito. Sure. And what about you, Shadow Price? What would you give this
2: week's Bungie I mean, Weekly uh, yeah, Update? Yeah, this is a five. I mean, especially throwing that, you know, one more thing at the end. He, he says it right at the end. We know many of you are trying to plan some time off for the raid race, and we're looking to have some details on that next week. Stay tuned. I mean, come on. We're going to learn about the raid, you know, some details, some times, things like that. Go into the so. crypt. a five it's a five for me awesome very cool
0: and i think it's gonna be a unanimous five all right on the destiny show i'm gonna give it five stars i think that the trailer that we got i mean it almost felt like hey you're showing us a little too much (laughs) so for me i'm sold i pre-ordered the game a long time ago, they sold me earlier on. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about the future with Destiny 2 Beyond Light. I think that the changes that are coming to mods, the changes in the game, they're going to make the game better. I like the fact that Bungie was very transparent about some of the timing for when the new content will drop and when the game will become offline. So, all positive things, all good things. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to give it a five out of five spicy tuna roll tonight. And on that note, Lord Cognito, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks. It was such a pleasure having you on. We had so many awesome conversations with you tonight. And before we let you go, where can the Guardians learn more you and what
1: you do? Before I do that, I want to thank you guys. I mean, fantastic job really enjoying myself here at the destiny podcast so much fun you guys are killing it man so again thanks for the invite that's number one but yeah with me man at lord cognito on twitter so you can find me there on youtube it's iron lords podcast we're on um twitch and youtube youtube primarily and um the website is lordsofgaming.net you can check us out there and then of course Every Friday is the Last Word podcast. You can catch that on Ibontis's Twitch channel as well as Iron Lord Podcast, and that's where we talk Destiny only, Destiny only, and it's uh, it's so much fun. So, uh, do, you guys are really doing something special. I'm loving charting you guys' journey. Keep up the good work. Keep bringing in those guests, and uh, yeah, man, it, it was a pleasure. It's honor to be here, man. I really, really enjoyed myself. I had a good time. Thank you so much, brother. And it was such a pleasure to have you on.
0: And now, also, speaking of guests, you're going to have a really cool guest on the
1: show yes. tomorrow, yes. right? Yeah. Do you want to share with our audience Absolutely. who you're going to have on the show? Absolutely. Yeah, man. Thanks for the segue. Um, Yeah, we're going to have a returning guardian, man. Cool guy. As you know, Most of you guys know him in the community from Forbes magazine. Paul Tassie. Paul Tassie. We by a last word campfire. We'll be talking games, man, talking all this beyond life stuff. This, you know, he's got a. Ton of opinions, ton of good insights. Really cool to see other people in other genres and journalism and stuff who are Destiny fans come together. Had an opportunity to meet him at a Guardian Con. Very cool dude in person. So it's always good to get him back at the campfire talking. And for Iron Law podcast this week, we have a decent guest that um from. <laughs> it's kind of funny now. <laughs> now did I say it after the conversation we and you had? From IGN, we will have Miranda Sanchez. So Miranda Sanchez will be on Iron Lord podcast. Special time, Sunday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern, so a little early. Um, but we'll definitely deep dive and, and try to get her uh, journalistic journey and, and gaming history and uh, talk a little, you know, next-gen consoles, PS5 teardowns like we talked with you guys, as well as probably um, what's going on with Xbox and, and the latest moves they're making. So, yeah, man, like I said, support the realm. Every Sunday is the Lord's Day. And, of course, the last word, man, really, really appreciate all the support. We're truly humbled. You know, it, it's it's a fun little journey, and I, I'm really Really appreciative of everything that's happening so far. Amazing. And keep
0: doing great things. Thank you for everything that you do podcast. And thank you for working hard to create the Destiny community and make it the best community that it can be. Much we Appreciate you and what you do, my friend. And we cannot wait to listen to more of your content and to check out more of your podcast. We'll be tuning in to- mm-hmm. with Paul Tassie Make sure to tune in, Guardians, for that. Oh, yeah. And on that note, Shadow Price, where can we learn more
2: about uh, you? You can have me. You're, or I'm sorry. You can follow me on Twitter at Shadow Price seventy <laughs> nine. We want you. We still want sorry. you. <laughs> I am at like <laughs> I'm at like eighty percent right now. I'm I'm working my way back. It's all um, so good, bro. I should be I should be at <laughs> 100 next week. So, you know, it was fun tonight. It was it was a great show, guys. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you for being here while you're under the weather. We appreciate you as well. And guardians, you can find the destiny show podcast on every major platform. we on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Anchor, and the list goes on. You can find us at destinyshow.com. You can also find us on the Twitter at the destiny show. And you can find me at OMG cornholio on twitter and of course every thursday night at 7 p.m eastern you can find us right here on twitch.tv forward slash the destiny show and next week on the show we have a brand expert the master of graphics in the world of destiny he is anubis and we're going to be talking about all things beyond light raids and so much more so make sure to tune in next thursday at 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m pacific and guardians thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the destiny show podcast and we'll see you all next week good night everyone bye-bye peace
1: Hey there, my name is Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose.
2: And together, we are the hosts of the DL, Weekly Gaming News.
1: Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed.
2: Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming.
1: And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim gyms. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose.